In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop-and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. One of my birthdays, we had an extreme party. So lots of Mountain Dew, lots of Doritos, lots of rollerblades. Did, you have, of ex- did you have an extreme gulp cup? Like the oh, mayor I had, over there? I had straight up. I mean, I don't. Yes. No fear. <laughs> like all that. It was. Rocking. No fear like the shirt? Yeah. I have photos. <laughs>
yeah. that they flashed up. It was like a, a twenty, like it was oh, long memory. Like, it was a memory blast, and I was like, oh my damn. god, oh, my Yo, if, any, if anybody <laughs> ever throws the pants party again, though, you'll, know, a, you'll gonna, know where they got it. I'm gonna find some Brandon's fucking. In. I'm yes. finding some Jankos. <laughs> some I'm gonna find some fucking Jankos. There probably were Jankos. I'm gonna come with the biggest barely. But those are in style now, oh though. My God. Are they yeah. back? Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, maybe oh, that's not as cool. specifically, but the big baggy jeans are in. How about how about Jankos are back? I don't know if that brand, but the big baggy pants are. How about the corduroy long shorts with the fucking? Oh my God, this is so funny. Strap. The corduroy long? You yeah, mean like, like a the, like, like the, the, the corduroy? Co- oh, like the oh, overalls? Nice overalls. Yeah, o- like overalls. Overalls came back for a little Very bit. Nice. Yeah, the teenage Actually, girls kid, are wearing My kids them. wearing. Yep. My daughter's wearing those. But they didn't know about the one strap. I had to show them. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the kids. I was like, "That's not how you do it. You got to do the one." Yeah, the one off. homies was all chopped up too. I like all the pants. Yeah, were they were all ripped. I'm like, oh, wow, they're ripping them too. That's are you wearing me. ripped? <laughs> yeah, ripped I am. Every time I wear these jeans, people are like, "Oh, are you poor? Do you need new pants?" Like, She's no. like. Time bomb lives forever. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. She gone. She gone. She gone. Oh, she's never gone. No, for real though, I do want the autograph fight shorts framed in the so studio. Funny. Do you have a few of them, or you wore the same pair? I had a few. I rotated to, through, like depending on sponsors and like yeah. what the vibe was for that fight. What you were know? some of the sponsors? Um, like an auto body shops. Um. Like a cleaner, you know, it you know, was like, it was, shop, yeah, it was just sure. hustling. It's like whoever I could was get it like to give Ace me Auto Body too? I like, mean, this was down in California. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. But gotcha. you had some Alaska sponsors, didn't you? Not really. No. Nope. People weren't trying to support the time bomb? <laughs> no, I think I'm making a po- support up here for. It was just, uh, <laughs> it was wild. What's the, what, what am I thinking time, what's that crab boat? The time, time Bandit. Time, time Bandit. bandit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah, the sponsor yeah. for you. Right. Classy. Yeah, the Time Bandit and the Time Bomb. Get that after parties at the Salty Dogs. So. It's always parked out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that where they also, that's probably shut down though, but the the stripper boat. Out of Homer? It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's still running. Dallas to the stage. Yeah. There was a stripper boat? Yeah. There was, yeah. Maybe still. Well, can you elaborate? No. <laughs> that is the extent of our knowledge. There was a boat. It had strippers. Yeah, Kodiak wow. stripper boat. Yeah, so I don't know if it was like anchored out, if you would like boat up to it, but that's like. Oh, that was like maybe a way to get around the legalities. Oh, yeah. Kind of like they have be. the river like gambling and on the Mississippi and shit sure. like Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know maybe. if it yeah it stayed like in the harbor or not, but that was very much a thing. You know what I heard that their demise was Ooh. this weekend, coincidentally. Talking about this boat. Crazy how the universe comes together with things like the that. The demise right? of who? The stripper boat or the time Yeah, bandit? the stripper boat. <laughs> or time bomb well, the time bandit got shut down by the state. They can't catch can't. crap. So they shut okay. everybody the fuck down. But the stripper boat, which can someone please figure out the name of this boat? Stripper boat. <laughs> stripper boat. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, let's call it like the, um, I don't know. Coming to the stage. <laughs> also <laughs> catching crabs. Also catching, catching crabs. crabs. Oh, I, know, I know what it was called. Cat- <laughs> I thought I had some more clever. Damn it. <laughs> catching crabs. Wow. Disgusting. <laughs> What's more disgusting, we're having a conversation, maybe a debate slash argument about one's human uh, feces disposal when camping on the coast. So allegedly you're supposed to be 10 miles offshore Technically, before you can dump human waste in the ocean. 
like okay. 10 miles offshore, right? So you're you're out fishing in your boat, right? doing your business in a bucket, and you're tossing it. I don't know, are you legal or you're illegal? I don't know. You're on shore, all right? You fill a, a lug of blue bucket up with some water, do your business, and, like, chuck it out. Mm-hmm. Tide takes it out. Like, are you l- illegal? Should you bury it? Should you, oh. you know, technically you should probably do the fucking coagulated powder bag like you do yeah. floating or whatever, right? So we get to talking about debating on is this right or wrong, and then the one home is like, "Cause remember the stripper boat in Kodiak, which is called the Emily, you get you catching nothing. crabs, catching crabs." <laughs> I mean, I'm on this article right now. It's like pure gold. So and, and they and then they get busted for dumping waste within the ten mile zone. So I feel like they got like super fined and shut down. Uh, yeah, there's some guilty of discharge discharging sewage into the Kodiak Harbor. So that was the demise. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Oh. So shut them down. Wow. These girls are not prostitutes. They are professional dancers, and they need to be treated with respect. Hell we, yeah. run, we run a clean ship. This is not a sleazy operation. This is a first-class entertainment venue. So, yeah, it was a 28, 28-foot Mako sport boat with triple 250-horse oh, outboards. Um, and like where they used to keep the pots, they just made a stage and... Uh, Wednesday through Saturday, Sunday, oh, starting shit. June 7th for $30. Patrons can catch a short ride to the Wild Alaskan. That's what it was called. The Wild, wild Alaskan. Alaskan. And enjoy nude female entertainment. Soft drinks will be served, but no alcohol. Beyond the water taxi fee, there is no admission charge, although tips are welcome. Tip your bartender. So, you so <laughs> this just in, hot tip from uh, so you're some intel that I got. Wild Alaskan was the name of the boat, so that came in. And uh, let's just say the ops shut it down. The ops. The ops. Yep. The, <clears throat> the ops. Yeah. <laughs> What's Darren Bylet? Official. <laughs> that's the guy who shut it down? Or that's the owner guy? Oh, Darren Bylet. Darren Bylet was the, the boat Smart captain, man. boat owner? Yep. Okay. Has there All been right. something like that All on right, Keener? Not that I'm aware of. Not yet. Not yet. They won't even let us open a coffee shop on the river, so. Well, they just leveled Good Time Charlie's, so that's devastating. It is. I mean, is it, though? I'm surprised people are coming down. I want to see it. You know what really messed it up and just fucking ended it? So they painted it that, like, baby shit yellow. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, it was already, like, a questionable establishment, and then you paint it that color? No one wants to go into a diarrhea. Well, the thing is, is Charlie was, he was, like, um... Because I used to play soccer <coughs> soccer against them. Remember Good Time Charlie's yeah. soccer team? Uh-huh. And he always played on the team. He was like the manager, and he played forever. He was a little guy. Yeah. I don't know what he was. He was like Vietnamese, or he was Filipino, or oh, shit. something like, like that. I'm like just putting this together. Yeah. Remember? Funny. Yeah. Was he and, doing bicycle and, kicks and nothing and against anyone from that area <laughs> of the world, but they like to paint their houses yellow or green. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Because I live in Little hmm. Manila. Yeah. In West Anchorage. <laughs> and there's a few. Right Your neighbor. So, when right I was there the other day, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. The Sprite House, my kids call it. The Sprite yeah. House? Yeah. Nice. Bright House yeah. Yellow with Green. But there's a, that's a family from the Philippines, and they wanted to paint the house. That must be like traditional mm-hmm. colors Cool. down there. You know, I would say that when you do go into barrios in the Philippines, there is a lot of yellow, very eccentric <laughs> colors of homes. A lot yeah. of brights. Greens and yellows. Yeah, they like it bright. Pinks. Pinks. Yeah, uh, we're all salmon. like, we want it gray on gray. And black mm. trout. Yeah. <laughs> Dark and America. sexual. America. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
Well, that's a interesting start about the. Uh, oh, the funny thing about area. the um, the time bandit too. Um, we always yeah. would go to uh, Nanilchik back in the day. Um, I don't know if it was Nanilchik Anchor River, but one time, like, there was a bunch of us and all our girls before we had kids, and uh, we're all married before that, and we would go on these like long rides or go fishing. We'd go fishing and come back, and we come back, and there's like four dudes from the time bandit they're like trying to holler at all our girls they had like posted their boat out funny they're like going back and forth because used to be party central back in the day and yeah, chilling looking for the hottest yeah hottest so they the pulled hot. over and like dingied over to like holler at the ladies we come back and it's all like the they the shoo, shoo them off <laughs> before or after the reality show was this when they were this oh, is when, big, when they're big time, right? Yeah. So they're yeah. strolling exactly. through the bars with the Strutting. the jackets and stuff. And exactly. Yeah. They got their name tag and shit on the front. Yep. Front yep. First name. Or maybe their stage name. Stage oh. name. You gotta have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> to be well, I already know what sure. my stage name would be. I was curious oh. about everybody else's oh, okay. stage name. Oh, okay. Oh, that's hmm. a good question. Hmm. Dallas, you first. <laughs> no my, my, mine's built in, so we're good with okay, Dallas. Just Dallas. You wouldn't go with Austin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be thrown in there somewhere. Destiny. Destiny, Destiny Dallas boss. Yes. <laughs> Motoring up the Kenai. Oh. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> well, know, we can circle back. I know, what my, yeah. I know what my porn name is. Oh, well, isn't that like your street yeah. name and your second cousin plus your first pet or some shit? It's fucking your first at? <laughs> it's fucking James Muldoon. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty good. That is good. <laughs> I mean, starring <laughs> James Muldoon. Filmed in Muldoon. James just, Muldoon. Just flipped the curly hair back. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you see? Um, I had long curly hair once, by the way. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later. I had long hair, too. You remember that. I do. Uh, Jay Liska put out the Dooner shirts or hoodies. I did oh, see what? those. Already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, he didn't waste any time. Yep. I saw that. What? We need our He's cut on that. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, uh, we need at least 15%. <laughs> you guys helped him out with that idea? I mean. We brought it up. Planted the okay. seed. It yeah. was, <laughs> the thought was, was conspired in the studio on air. As many ideas so, are. Yeah. AWOP is involved. Cool. So. <laughs> I want a t-shirt at least. Yeah. I'll pay. No, he made it, and he made it like uh, black with like a bright, like a bright orange, but and like a metallic. We're true do- dooners, yeah. So you guys are, yeah. So I'm yeah. saying, yeah. What's that? I, sh- I share that with v- very rarely with people. That you're from Muldoon, stu- yeah. The Muldoon connection. Well, we don't want to. You want to, you know. What man? What's wrong with Muldoon? <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't scare people. Shit. Off. You know what happened to Dallas is already like backing up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. You know what happened to Muldoon? Didn't know the East Siders were here. Gosh. You he can was tell st- the, stomping the grounds on the an, peninsula as a young, it, it, young Dallas. You can tell yeah. an East Side kid showed up, man, because their car's clunky and junky. Their clothes aren't really clean. Lots They're of like, Jinkos. Uh, I just feel like it was just like a little bit of a ratty kind of. You didn't have to have the Jinko, but you had to have like the rough chain around the edges. connected to your wallet. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, there's just a rough yeah. around, rough around the edges kind of like thing going on. Slightly dirty hair. That. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, there's a lot of kids from trailer courts and shit. So yeah. it's like, it's fucking real up in the trailer court. Okay, I feel you. All right, Penland Park. What's that? It, man. Penland Park, Space Forty Nine. <laughs> I don't remember what space number it was, but <laughs> well, you I like to think it was forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually should take my parents over to show me if they remember P- which. Penland was the one by Northway Mall. Yeah, hell yeah, we were in there too. Yep. 
Yeah. 15 of us. Wow. Not a double wide. Did you guys paint it yellow? Or <laughs> Columbia colors. Yeah, record yeah, scratch. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. That is a that is a South American thing too. Like my mom and their house, they had a nice house in Hillside when we finally got out the ghetto. And I come home one day, and first thing they did, like painted like every wall a different color. It's like red, yellow, oh green, gosh. blue. I'm like, what Excellent the boss. fuck is going on here? This looks like the Colombian street bus. <laughs> She's like, you like it? They want to let the neighbors know we made it. On the inside. The <laughs> right, outside, yeah. Just on the inside. Yeah. How was fishing, uh, Brandon? Fishing, uh, oh, this weekend, Prince William Sound. We did, uh, fishing was good. It was a good trip. Harvest was kind of uh, not what we were hoping. Halibut fishing has been kind of hard out there. I mean, I've heard, Always. I've heard, you know, some folks had killer times. I guess in the last decade, we've just had some pretty epic trips where we catch, you know, Multitude of big fish and smaller fish, and yeah. it just feels like you go to halibut holes and you would catch your limits, and uh, it seems like it's harder. Yeah, things that you had marked. Yeah, like honey holes not, are no longer right. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been hearing the same thing about shrimping out there too, even from some locals that like. Just oh yeah, numbers are ten not. years ago when we used to shrimp, it was you know buckets full constantly, mm-hmm. and now well, I don't there's know. probably a thousand less boats. It's a good point. There's a lot of people that have boats now, man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are shrimping and fishing. And not that's, that that's doing anything necessarily, but. Of course it is. I mean, I know the trawlers were out there this winter, um, right out on the edge yeah. of the Gulf. And, and, you know, those halibut are in transit. And I'm not here to say that they've done anything. I don't know for sure. I'm, I just know they were there. Yeah. And, and it affects everything. Yeah. You know, but it's been like capacity. this, like pretty consistently through the years it's been kind of getting more challenging to go to those good old fashioned or good old trusty holes and and get your fish but yep. we did explore which was dope you broke down camp yeah so we went out and got our camp well we went out fished all day friday and then had the camp set up so we went out and used the camp cool. and then tore it down the next day in the pouring fucking rain Nothing like tearing down an entire. I mean, yeah, there. You, anywhere you looked in the state, it was like weather advisory. Oh, dude, all day. Like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Like wind and you know stormy. It yeah. was just wet. Which you know, I mean, once you get wet, wet, it's just a discomfort. You know, I, I yeah. saw that on a Jim Shockey hunting uh, um, show one time, and it like stuck in my head forever. Funny that when you get into a situation and anything outdoors, when you just get just soaking wet. At some point, as long as you can get some good gear on and you're relatively comfortable and warm, it's really at that point just kind of a discomfort and a, just an annoying. Yeah. But you can get through it. Like once you accept it and deal, like it was just, I mean, the the gear was a crime scene. The boat was a crime scene. It was yeah. just like everything soaked, d- d- destroyed with fishing, like the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, you know what, man, fuck it. Like We in it. Just embrace it. We out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. But um, now we tried some new holes and did some exploring. And there's a lot of areas we've never fished that we wanted to fish. That yeah, we didn't catch halibut. We were catching lings and rockfish and cool. peacod and just different species that we haven't caught before. And so I don't know. I, it was nice to just not see the same rock face or island. You know, yeah, because you guys motor out that. far, pretty far. Yeah, yeah. we were on the Gulf, mm-hmm. so there was not a lot of boats, which was really cool. Yeah, there wasn't a lot tons of, of boat traffic. Saw the big ass Princess Tour mm-hmm. ship coming out down cool. the Passage Canal, which Didn't is swamp cool you. to see. 
No, but it does swells like eight feet. Yeah, they're it's monstrous. monstrous. Even yeah. like the ones that like oh. go do the Blackstone tours when I'm out there, it's like oh, yeah, the five boats. minutes later. Yeah. yeah, they're just like yeah. We slowed way down rollers. and got way over to the left, and you got to turn into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, we just rolled through it, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy when you see that gigantic thing on the mm-hmm. water. It's like forty stories high. It's like crazy. Yeah, and it was well, a good time, man. It was it was a good trip. Nice. Just, Bummer, I couldn't make it. I know you were supposed to come. Fuck, you that's been my year, dude. You made the best of I it. I just can't. You were and just couldn't make it happen. I was. I was supposed to go. Mm. He did the right thing. Like a father and a husband, he stayed home and he went to his kids' tournaments. Yep. And just got soggy AF yeah. oh all God. day. Did I you have the canopy straight up smart. to all the, ga- all the games? Smart. Oh, just good set call. it up. All with the your parents chair? are like huddled under the canopy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Wow. Oh, the first that's after the first game, I fucked up. I didn't co- go with the canopy. And just got you're, drenched. You're never at like again. the eight a.m. You know, be a Kincaid at seven. Yeah. Mm. Wet, just soaked before the game even started, and then for the noon game, I was like, "Fuck that!" And then the, the four o'clock, I just what tournament was this one? Um, my son's soccer tournament was far north, oh, cool. and then my other son's in all star tournament, which is like fucking. They got a game tonight. They, they got like how many games do you have to play in a tournament? I don't know. It's you like a three week we tournament. Just, I was like, do, is, this this? is this a season or <laughs> is this a tournament? Did we do this type of thing? Yeah, like they don't even want to go now. The kids are like over it. <laughs> it's like, can we go fishing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we can. If you lose tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so no kids soccer check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Not <laughs> signing them up for soccer. Oh, got it. man. Yeah, dude. I'm you a got really kids selfish parent. I do a four-year-old and a two and a half year old. Okay. Choose your sports wisely. Yeah, well, choose your sports way. Right, you have your dream of like you know you want him to do the sports you did and doing that. Um, what was your dream to have Blake be into uh, at first? I, I mean, it doesn't sound like a dream, but uh, track and field because that's what I loved love doing. Oh, yeah, cool. but uh, yeah. husband is a wrestler or was a wrestler. Okay, and uh, and Blake loves to wrestle, so he's constantly well, he or which throw, like a normal he four year old throw the headgear yeah. on and just. I like, bet he would. He cutting weight already? Just, <laughs> yeah, not cutting weight already. <laughs> he but does cut weight because he doesn't eat. <laughs> he also does, he's not a very good eater, but well, they do have a really four good, year olds. right? <laughs> they have an excellent uh, wrestling program down there now, so uh, that okay. they didn't have when I was younger. Yeah, oh, so cool. I've um, always said I think wrestlers are the freakiest athletes, and they are good at everything. Like, yeah, they're great. You're, that's going you right to Dustin's head. That's all he hears. Right. Now, that. So. But it's like, granted, I don't have kids, but like, there's no equipment to buy. You're buying headgear mm-hmm. and a fucking cup and a singlet, like maybe paying for tournaments or something. But like, I don't know. All the wrestlers that I know are good at everything. You know, I, I, I tried out for Wendler wrestling. Did you make the guys? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. it was me and Ryan Cropper, the homie st- who, who, st- who owns right this right building. Away. So we are like in seventh grade, and we're like, oh, man, like we had just did elementary, and that's my homie. So we're like, oh, we got to try out for something. They're like, all right, well, let's go to the wrestling trial. I was like, well, it's wrestling or hockey. And none of us played, did either. Either. (laughs) So we're like, all right, let's go to wrestling, because I was thinking, like, I don't have none of the shit. Like, I don't have skates or nothing. So we go to the wrestling (laughs) tryout, and it's literally just like three hours of running. 
I mean, all we did the entire first day was run. Like, we didn't even wrestle. We didn't even get to, like, touch another dude or nothing. Oh, you're trying to touch dudes. It, like, yeah, that's man. You so after that, we're like, fuck that. Like, we're not doing that. And then they showed us, like, the gear that you had to wear. I was like, Pff. I ain't wearing that shit. I'm not wearing that. Look at my little skinny ass. I'm going to fit in that thing. He'll <laughs> be swimming in it. Oh, my God. So then the next day we try out for hockey. Nice. And that, and that was, that was the your, end of your wrestling your career. That was it. I was a wrestler for one day. <laughs> and you never got to touch another bro. Uh, no. <laughs> I did that shit for three days of a tryout, and I was like. No. Oh, you went three days? No, I made it all the, almost all the way. It was four days. Or was it three days, and I did two? Tryouts are multiple days. Like, you don't just yeah. do it one day. Okay. So day one's hap- running. What happened? <laughs> Man, I, I didn't like... I, I was Touching like, dudes. Well, no. I, I didn't mind the wrestling. I mean, I have a little brother, and, and we always had a lot of neighbor like kids around. Sure. Our, we were like the flop house. So we were always wrestling in like roughhousing and grabassing all the time. So that wasn't Perfect. a problem. It just... I didn't like... I didn't like... Um, I didn't like the twisting of my joints. I didn't like my elbows and knees getting like... Twisted. Yeah. I was always worried like I was gonna get hurt or injured or something. Like I just didn't like. Interesting. But then I played football, which is Don't twist like, me, but you can fucking smash. I guess the, yeah. uh, I, uh, something you know from seventh grade to ninth grade, something shifted with that. Yeah. But I was I wasn't feeling it. Huh. I, I I would say though, coming from a very selfish parent, admittedly. Mm-hmm. I purposely don't have my kids in summer sports because I don't want the commitment right. in the Alaskan summer of having to commit a weekend or whatever. And I'm not. And I'm but what does your daughter play? But well, no. Look, hold on. I've okay. got two kids. In the sports. worst commitment of all. Which is a good point. I okay. There's there is something to that. Although it is in the winter time, so it's kind of like the off season. Mm-hmm. All right, and there's trips which get you out of town. So yeah. There's some like benefits to it, which are kind of come at the most inopportune times, and you're like, I don't really have money for a fucking crazy ass hockey trip right now, but I'll just make it work. <laughs> but uh, uh, and then my other one's playing basketball now. Now that is a good sport to get your kid in. Perfect, because it's winter time. The commitment's not nearly as much as Shoes. far as <laughs> the gear's like one hundred and twenty-five dollars yeah. for the whole season. Um. Now, there are camps and workouts during the summer, but you can pick and choose when you want to take your kids. So we've still had our daughter playing once a week, all summer. So she's still getting it in and doing the practices, but it's not going to the field three days a week or whatever it is. And again, I'm not discouraging people to... Your kids want to play summer sports, let them play. Well, the thing is, too, is... It's a lot of times the kid chooses. Right. Well, you know, because yeah, me and my totally. wife played soccer, mm-hmm. you know, and we're like, why don't the kids play soccer? So you put them in soccer when they're mm-hmm. two, three, four, because they don't have a choice, yep. you know, and then eventually they're like, well, I want to try baseball, or, you know, and I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Right. Now all of a sudden you're a baseball, <laughs> baseball dad. Yeah. Now I'm here fucking missing fishing, going to baseball tournaments. Yeah, but that, it's, worth it. it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Well rounded. Yeah. But baseball is short. It's only like a month and a half, but it's like they, they squeeze games. it in. They, they squeeze, squeeze it in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Squeeze it in. I feel like they've done a good job of like scheduling the the seasons and stuff around, not interfering so much with weekends, though. I mean, yeah, most of the only when they do the tournaments the are like most of the games, soccer too, like most of the games are during the week, like Tuesday, Thursdays. But the, then you have the tournaments and mm-hmm. it gets a little out of control. But. 
like an old Russian lady told me in Homer. <laughs> Have I said this before? Have I told you this? I'm ready for okay. it again. Seems right. like it's new to me. So no, all right. So we, I play hockey as a grown man, and we have this tournament we go to in Homer. Grown man. Um, beer league or hockey? Beer league. Okay. Beer league. Yeah. I mean, it's hockey. It's hockey. You know what I'm saying there's some dangles going on. Um, and so there's a big tournament. There's the Ash Cup. We go play the Ash Cup in Homer, which is super fun. And there's teams from all over the all over the state that go play men's league. Yeah, my brother plays in it. Oh, he does. Pretty sure they won this year. Uh, just, just throwing that out there. Her brother, her brother's oh, good. Is he, um, he's little, but he's he's feisty. Okay, he must be in the upper one because we won the lower division. Oh yeah, he's the upper. Yeah. Is he Dairy Queen? Uh, yeah, actually, I think that is the. I bet yeah. so because Philip Ishi, who owns Dairy Queen, yeah. would be the one who yeah. would be running it. He'd yeah. be on Dairy. Well, they used to have one, and we would always meet that Dairy Queen team in the end. They whoop our ass. They're so good. Like yeah. that team is like. Well, We're like JV all stars. They just poach everybody like from the peninsula, though, right? So yeah. they just grab and all the best is, for it's one. Fun to watch. Solid they were team. probably all juniors players. And oh, dude, yeah. big yeah. time, dude. <laughs> that one kid, what'd you say, Eshi? Philip Eshi. Yeah, he's he's real. He's sick. Yeah, he's, he's really sick. He's, that whole team he was is aces sick. for a little bit. I think. Yeah, very briefly. And then though. he played like on some other ECHL. He played ECHL. Yeah. So anyway. So we're at the tournament, and as everyone, I mean, not everyone, but people that live in Homer know there's a big, like, old Russian community there, right? Oh, um, and so I'm there, and there's a Russian team now. There's, like, two Russian teams because a lot of the dads and now the kids are older, so there's, like, two Russian teams, like, strictly Russian. There's just Ovechkins everywhere. <laughs> and so there's this mom, there's, like, this grandma everywhere. out there, and I'm watching the game. And I start talking to the lady, and she's like, oh, that's my son, and yep, and that's my son, and that's my son, Jesus, how many and that's my son, and she's like, yeah, my whole, all my sons are out there, seven of them. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, how do you afford this? How do you afford to put them in, in hockey? She's so expensive. And she's like, well, there's an old saying in Russia. Oh, God. You pay for sports or you pay for courts. Mm. And I was like, oh. She's like, you pay now or you pay later. Copy that. I like it. Now. Okay. Yeah. The old Russian saying. Yeah. That. Sports or courts. Or you pay for sports and courts. I mean, Hopefully not. That. <laughs> that's crazy. Hopefully that's not. That's, that's a good one. I mean, that is, I feel like if you're going to guide your child in the right direction, you know, organized sports traditionally is a mm -hmm. great option for kids because it teaches so many life lessons. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, cool absolutely. now too with a lot of the youth teams. Like there was a Soldatna baseball team we just played, and there was mm -hmm. this um, a Kenai like soccer team. So the kids are coming from everywhere. There's Homer, there's Soldatna, mm -hmm. obviously Fairbanks. Like typically when we our age, it was like Fairbanks, maybe a Juno team, yeah. always like a Palmer team. But now there's teams from all over Kenai and Soldatna, um, Homer, and just everywhere. There's um, there was even a uh, Glen Allen. Oh my god! Like a Glen Allen team. If anything, the uh, the soccer community in the peninsula has taken off, and the hockey I've actually seen over my lifetime decline. It's mm. actually gotten less oh, involved. Really? They have less uh, youth mm. teams um, down there. Was soccer's improving, and they've just approved the new field house too, which will, oh, nice. if anything, just bump soccer up even more. Why yeah. do you I'm think that? Oh. Why do you think that about hockey? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as far as numbers goes, just because my brother works for the the city and he's. You know, yeah. verbally told involved. me the numbers, down, and involved. he's involved in the community, um, the hockey community. But um, why they're not doing it, I don't know if it's just then, you know, ice time, you know, oh, ice bills, oh that type shit. of stuff. That oh my god, we're obviously there. You know, those bills were there 
20 years ago too yeah but uh for some reason yeah they're they're just not getting the numbers anymore like they used to weird you know what i i think might have something to do with it is freaking comp hockey just being too much comp hockey is i feel like just even in the hockey community in the market or Mm -hmm. whatever you call in in south central well you know we'd be in south central but in anchorage and in fairbanks because there used to be a lot better hockey i think up there too um like i remember being a kid in the 90s and early to mainly the 90s i guess in early 2000s uh, before the 2000s trying to sound younger than i am (laughs) um I, i just remember going to my my buddy's hockey games and stuff and they were good solid players and the comp kids were exceptional players. Mm-hmm. And it feels like like everybody makes comp now. So so now you're taking from these house teams, mm-hmm. which is just the 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 normal the, the entry level, you know, hockey teams where kids can just come and play recreationally. Yeah. Right. Are, you got way more emphasis on on comp and all the kids are playing comp and then the house Leagues are suffering because yeah. now there's more kids playing comp than it should be. So you have way more comp teams than there should be. You know, you should only have a, a, the number of comp teams that qualify for kids that are comp level players that are traveling and doing the whole thing. If they didn't do that and there was the comp kids were playing comp and the other kids that didn't make the cut were really playing house, house would be strong, house would be fun. There'd be a lot of players Right. Still playing. More numbers out there. More numbers. Playing recreational hockey. Versus the parents that are being forced to put their kids in comp can't afford it. And so they're like, well, let's pull back. We're not traveling up to Anchorage every weekend for this. Like out of state, I just know, I mean, so many friends that have kids that are in hockey. And it's like they're sending them to these development programs. Multiple eight, nine trips like a year. It's like who on earth, you know, it's like can pay for that and then still have any sort of, you know, like, recreational life, like, for themselves. That just mm-hmm. seems like a whole lot to Trust manage. Me, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to afford this season right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm, I am quite literally thinking about getting a second job. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, I, I just, I think that might have something to do with it. If the recreational hockey level was was more popular, I think it would draw more kids to come play versus, it's like you well, got to play comp. You get just as much out of rec. As you do, you gotta start. Comp. You gotta start somewhere, you, you know. know I mean? And everybody. The point is to get the kids running and exercising and having fun yeah, and learning yeah. how to learning how to lose and learning how to be around yeah. other kids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know. Well, just everybody's like, in families and parents. They just they want their kids to be on a comp team. Yeah. Right. Like so bad that there's kids making comp teams that shouldn't, and I think that's always happened. But I just I don't know, man. I remember early on when. That the whole comp thing started, and you know Kennedy was in like a ten U comp team, and I was like, "This team is not a comp team. This, <laughs> these are all these are all just house kids, man. They, these are they should never have started a comp team. We would play house teams and get beat. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, see, this is not this is yeah. that's when I knew that there was a flawed system here. Like this should just be another house team of kids that would compete with another group of kids that are same level. Instead, they're in a comp league, just getting their asses annihilated. By Kenai, we came to Kenai for the weekend and played mm-hmm. the Kenai team three days in a row and just got smashed by the Kenai kids. They're at their house level. No, no these the, were comp, comp, comp and oh, comp. comp. But we're our team was not comp. Gotcha. The Kenai kids were comp, 
and they got just real a comp. No, real comp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, be 16, 17 to nothing. Right. Yeah. Like, that is not, that's not, it's there's not no fun level for those kids or either, yeah, either group. I, that's when I knew, that's when I knew, like, okay, there's a problem with this system and it's mm-hmm. all, yeah. it's, it's just unfortunately flawed and maybe it'll flip around or change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Let's take a quick break and we'll get back to Dallas. Do it. Come Dallas. <laughs> Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters and outdoor enthusiasts with the highest quality gear and equipment since they opened their doors in 1963. Barney's carries exclusive brands such as Alpaca Rafts, Sitka Sims, XO Mountain Gear, Hilleberg, and much more. Barney's prides themselves with keeping a huge stock on hand of various top-of-the-line tents, footwear, sleeping bags, optics, cross-country skis, just to name a few. Barney's is also the exclusive retailer of Montana Knives, Seek Outside, Kafaru, Stone Glacier, and their in-house brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Barney's has a superior selection of top-rated boots, sleeping bags, dry bags, mountaineering gear, electronics, and accessories. Need freeze-dried food or mountain snacks? They got that too. Barney's now has an amazing new paperback catalog available for in-store pickup or online order. Visit them today at barneysports.com, or even better, stop by the store in Anchorage at 906 West Northern Lights. If you want the best, there's only one name in the game, Barney's Sports Chalet. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. When you pull up to the Treehouse, you'll notice the beautifully hand-drawn art by Alaska's own Ted Kim. Once you get inside, you're going to see many of the same people that have been there since they opened. The bud tenders know you and what you like and what new product you should be checking out. The store is super clean and the music's always on point. The Treehouse and local owner Josh Boots is a staple in the cannabis culture through his music, community givebacks, and a lifetime desire to bring the people of Alaska the best products available. The Treehouse always has at least 25 strains available, and they're all shown prominently deli style in clear, openable jars so you can see and smell your options. Other products include edibles, concentrates, vape carts, pre-rolls, flour, dab rigs, and anything else you need, they got it. They also have some pretty sick merchandise for sale. Check out thetreehouseak.com, or better yet, stop by the Treehouse today and get started on their loyalty program. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store, the Treehouse, where the culture lives. Oh yeah, all that. They just got kicked off. They've kicked me the, gave me the boot before. On Raven Air. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you were late. Uh-huh. Oh, they gave your seat to somebody else. Yeah, I, yeah, was, I think she I was wasn't like, there the hour. I was there like, like mm-hmm. 45 minutes that. or something, and they're like, nope, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no crazy. What do you think we are? Yeah. So Kenai Aviation is nice. Yeah. Awesome flight. Um, luxurious armrest cup <gasps> holders. Luxurious. Yeah, it just, I mean, for a small plane, it just felt 
very comfortable. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. And like I said, same pricing as what you're going to find with with the other two. And uh, just really enjoyed it. So nice guy. Um, very laid back too, right? Didn't even check IDs. Was just like, yep, you're you're on the flight. Yep, cross off your name. You look like Hop on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Dallas I met the other day. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes when I've done that flight and if there's like nobody on it, you feel like you got your own PJ and oh, you're just wow. like, oh, can I ride up front? And then like we have our own little private lesson that's happening. It was a, a younger pilot and he uh, he Ooh. turned around and there was a, another younger guy there with like a laptop like plugged into this you know the plane somehow and was doing something and he like apologized. He's like, hey guys, just so you know, there's nothing wrong with the plane. I'm like. Well, I wasn't thinking that, but now I am. Like, now are we what? midair? And yeah, you're plugged I in, just bro? assumed he was up here emailing or something. But now, why are you warning us? So there's, he's yeah. like, "Don't worry, everything's okay." I'm like, "Okay, I wasn't." Yeah, no. but no, it, it went really you well. Just said nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> nobody here was thinking that. <laughs> now we are. <laughs> uh, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 127. Good number. A little late <laughs> intro today. We have Dallas Voss from Explore Kenai. Instagram is at guiding the Kenai. <laughs> the website is explorekenai.net. Thanks for coming in, Dallas. Yeah, I didn't get Thanks the for dot flying com. in. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You didn't go calm? Yeah, I couldn't get it. Someone's got it just holding out for me to pay for it, you know? Uh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Like, it seems more and more difficult these days to acquire the whatever name for right. your business or your mm-hmm. personal social. Yeah, they just go out and they buy all the good ones, and they're just waiting for someone to be like, "Oh, I would love that to be my business name." Is that what happens? And then they yeah. hold, yeah. They and, hold then, yeah and then they go, "You want, you want this sixty thousand? Like, ooh, yeah." That's so not what happening. do they? What do they charge? What do they want for your ears? I had never even reached out. I oh. just assumed it was out of my range Got at it. the time of setting it up. It's like I'm starting a brand new business. I, I'm going to be having a loss probably for the first three years. So yeah, yeah. I'm not buying sure. a. a a domain from you anytime well, soon. Well, that was a really crazy hustle, like back in the day. Like mm-hmm. you could just, like if you were really first on it, you could buy all these like big corporate websites, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. coca-cola.com or whatever, right. like the companies that weren't really up on the game yet. And then you could charge them whatever right. they what, want. Whatever if they want, want it, you know? That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Fucking robbery. Yeah. So Dallas, you grew up on the peninsula? I did. Um, we, uh, Technically, wasn't born there. We moved up there when I was three. Okay. But uh, moved to Kenai. My dad was doing the uh, the two on two off to Halliburton up on the North mm-hmm. Slope every every two weeks. So, um, you know, definitely an Alaskan, um, despite the not being born there. But grew up there, Doesn't and matter. then yeah, right. I mean, was doing all the things. Um, you know, we were we were a big hockey family. All three of my siblings skated. I did not. Uh, basically, Why not? What would happen? I can literally pinpoint it to one instance where <laughs> our uh, family friends, they literally would put a full rink, probably like NHL size, in their backyard every winter. And we're, and we're out there just skating around. I thought I was a part of the gang and come in to warm up by the fire. My mom was like, maybe you stick to basketball. I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 am I not I'm not making the team? Okay. Like, oh, so like thought no. we were okay. having fun. Yeah, oh. I was like, all right. So clearly my skating ability isn't quite with my uh, siblings. So Damn, they, they all man, went on to, to be point, pretty mom. good players. And uh, Damn, Dallas, Dallas went to track and field. And I went to track and field and basketball. <laughs> Dallas so, got cut. Yeah, dude. I got cut from my own, my own family. Cut from the Baldwins. <laughs> and we're talking about photos of Emily from her fighting days with, 
one of our family portraits. I don't know what was going on, but it's me in a chair in the middle holding a basketball. And everybody everybody else is around me holding hockey sticks, looking really badass. And I'm like, there's my basketball. I'm just like, I'm a part of this family. Like, it's just, it's real This is my mom. This is my dad. These are my siblings. Where did I got you, my basketball. Where did you guys live? Like, Kenai? Sterling? Yeah, we were, we were in Kenai. Kenai, yeah, Kenai. Yeah, we were, we what was the high school? Uh, Kenai High. Yeah. Kenai High. Right? Kenai the Cardinals? High. The Cardinals with a K. Yeah, technically. The Cardinals with a K? I didn't know that. Right? Yeah, technically. Are we're they live, really? Yeah, Cardinals with a K. For Kenai? Like the Kenai thing? The yeah, Kenai I, I would K? imagine Kenai? that's why they went with the Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. They're all bloods out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fucking <laughs> red. Red to you, God. Cardinals with a K, yeah. We're, uh, we're currently living in the Soldatna um, area, and I still am like, well, my kids are going to have to be driven into Kenai. We can't go to Sohai, so we'll have to do that. Mm. You know, there's still that, you know, yeah. animosity, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure. There is like a legit rivalry. Rivalry, right? There is and there isn't. Like I think seven miles away. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's close. But I think <laughs> Kenai thinks there's a rivalry, and Soldatna might look at us like, "Yeah, you guys aren't even worth our time," type of thing. But to mm. us, you know, they're like oh. our, you know, our goal. You always had to be so high, right? Isn't but the Nikiski crew mixed in with the Kenai crew? Or are they their some, own? Separate? Sometimes, sometimes, like when I was in school, the like for. Yeah, yeah. they're the dude. They're the outskirts. North Rotors. Oh, the North Rotors. And they don't like North? being called that, so. Uh, oh, okay. shit. Yeah. We're going to see some shirts made now. <laughs> yeah. The North Rotors. The North yeah. Rotors. Yeah, but the Mulduners. Sometimes, like, North programs wouldn't. Nikiski? Yeah, programs wouldn't have enough, uh, you know, for, like, hockey when it was getting going. Sometimes the Nikiski kids could come join and play um, with the Kenai kids, stuff like that. There would be some overlap, but for the most part, they had their own thing going on out there on the North Road. and Yeah. And we were so so when the Kenai, the Kenai High and So High kids got Maybe. together. Was there like was a wicked brawl around a bonfire, or was it actually just? <laughs> yeah, I don't, think it, I don't like, think it went that high, but it never shit, actually a lot of shit that. talking. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine it's typical high school stuff. It was just a lot of shit talking. Okay, I don't recall okay. any brawls. Just bumping. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You better get out. Of yeah, I don't think this was the 1950s pulling a knife or anything. Seven miles that way. <laughs> Get back on your side you're, of the line. You're in my backyard. You're in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, since they've uh, they redistrict everything, and the kids that were going to what was Skyview High at the time, okay. all those kids are now in Soldatna, right? So that's why you see this bump oh, in Soldatna. Um, uh, you know, I don't know what level they're in, 4A or whatever. You know, they're almost equivalent to some of these anchorage schools okay. now, right? Versus yeah. when we were there, you know, we were all small schools. So Soldatna's up higher. Kenai's still down in the... Three A, I believe, or something. Okay, like that. I'll know more here. In like yeah, four A. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Once I got to deal with that. Yeah. That's because they put a K for Cardinal. <laughs> that's the problem. Keep it's them down. Stupid. Not how you spell <laughs> it. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> set them all up for failure. So growing up out there, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, who was teaching you guys to go family fishing? And then yeah, yeah. So when we moved up, obviously, my dad was a big fisherman, but coming from california like he knew you know lakes and you know mm. bass you know that type of stuff so that was his um you know experience coming into alaska but he loved it and he loves being on the water in all form and fashion so we were doing everything from you know obviously being on the Kenai for silvers and kings and everything conventional i never got into fly fishing until much later in life um so everything was conventional rods but so you know it was it was a uh, fishing for you know meat right like yeah. that's, what, that's what we're harvesting right mm-hmm. like it wasn't and the sport was there too but it was a harvest game um, I mean, he went even as far as to, at one point, had a commercial boat. Um, so we were oh. so we were doing... Set nets uh, yep. off the beach? Uh, so no, or, um, gill netters. Gill net. Yep, so we were doing gill netters. Mm-hmm. He had halibut shares at one point. He had an oyster farmer at one point. I mean, oh, he sure. dabbled oh. in... He was in it. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the little things. So Sweet. my childhood was basically just being dragged from one... 
fishery to the next, yeah. you know, oh, like we're going to go clean those oysters. And so you got to pull up those cages and clean all the muscles out of them and do all that kind of fun Just stuff. Just lived so in water boots all the time? It felt that way. And, and God, Did you enjoy it? Uh, you know what? Probably not as much as I would think. Uh, you know, obviously I love it now. But I remember you appreciate it more now. Oh, abs- right? absolutely! You're like God. What a yeah. little twerp! I had yeah. it so good. I all had that it. cool <laughs> shit I was doing, and I'm just like crying. Right? Yeah, yeah, this this shit. <laughs> to be fair, like I was going back to his experience with bass fishermen. I don't remember a lot of fish being caught. Like mm. I feel like it took him a while to really like start to understand it. You know, um, mm. he tried hard, but or you know, like we look at old photos and it's like. Oh, look, those kings we caught. Oh, those are, a lot of those are kind of spawned out, you know, which were allowed at the time, but like, you're not keeping that stuff, even now if you could, right? Like, it was like, Mm. those were probably too red. Those Mm. needed to, you know, stay back. But to him, it was an exciting, you know, you're pulling in a 40 pound king. This is awesome. And and it was allowed back then. So, you know, the ignorance was there. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, great experience through all those different fisheries. um, Well, well, good for him. Yeah trying his hand at all that stuff and getting yeah. you guys yeah, I mean, out you there. just got, like, he's starting from ground zero, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. He's yeah. got to no, figure it out. He just went with it. I mean, he went as far as to, he built a drift boat um, that he, from plans that he got from some, like, a wooden boat, and he built yeah. it out of aluminum. And Tell I still, me, is that, that's the boat That's the boat. Have? That's the boat I still have, yeah, so it's pretty special to me. Wow. Um, I don't guide out of it. Oh, okay. Anytime yeah, yeah. that we go fish out of this boat, people are like, oh my god like they just want to know the details like what is up with this boat custom made like and it's really cool is there a picture on your uh, they're not one that you can really see anything it's i mean it's very unique like i said it's not set up for guiding like you couldn't mm. you can't move around the way he did the bench seats um and some of the other features to it you can't you wouldn't be able to quickly access the clients and help them but uh to me it's just special right yeah. you know it's nostalgic it's, yeah very special it was something mm-hmm. that he built probably when i was in middle school um, and then it nice. sat in storage for a long time until I circled back around and got back into fishing. So, um, you're like, Wait, but it's what, perfect yeah, for when we go out and right. you yeah. know, yeah, it's perfect. Cause right now we don't have a, a drift boat that we like a normal, like, you know, Willie 20 footer, like everybody else has out there. We don't have that yet. And not just, and we might someday. So it'll be hard if we go get one of those, if we're going to get rid of, um, you know, you know, never get rid of stuff like that. Yeah, but then we got, gosh, there's so many boats in the yard uh, already. Right. Right. You got, that's, with your new you house, you got the room. Yeah, there's just piling so that's up. That's right. That's right. So when you became like a teenager and you're trying to, did you feel like you wanted to leave Alaska and come back or what? what Absolutely. Happened? But I think it was also kind of um, encouraged, you know, with my parents. I think it was always kind of known we weren't going to be staying in state for college, you know? So it was kind of like, Hey, you need to go experience, um, other places. So I actually ended up in South Dakota for a year for school. And then in Massachusetts after that for three years, um, basically all for uh, track and field stuff that I was doing during college, but so nothing fishing related and really bummed, especially about in South Dakota. Um, now if, yeah exactly if i would have known the fly fishing opportunities that were going on there that i didn't know about you know because i wasn't into it then yeah i'm pretty bummed that i missed out on that because so after you finished um college you decided to come back home or those yeah ended up uh doing an internship in california at cal poly state university um doing media relations for them um in sports you know since i was already around the athletic department in college just kind of was a natural way i was a communications major which you know, same same. Yeah, it yeah, gets uh, you into it, anything. It gets you yeah. somewhere, maybe. Um, big time shit right there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> the internship then got me up to UAA. So then I did media relations at UAA for like nine seasons, um, working oh, wow. with. Um, it's a long time. Yeah, it was fun, right? Yeah. I mean, it was super fun. Um, a lot of a lot of working with the UAA it's hockey like a decade, team. Man. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a good time. You, you know, and we had 
some good years in there. Before, you know, UAs had some struggles recently, but I kind of got out of there before that, um, before they went through a lot of their troubles with the, the program. Um, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we were working, getting paid to watch sports. So mm-hmm. it yeah. wasn't bad, you know. Yeah, you were, it, you were doing, it was all sports. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, you were I mean, volleyball and like gym. gym. I, I would help out, but for the most part, it was hockey, track and field, cross country, and skiing. Cool. And then my uh, boss was doing the other, sp- the court sports, if you will. Yeah. So, but hockey still definitely took up the majority of the time, you know. A lot of time oh. in Sullivan Arena. Um, sure. I got to travel with them a lot too, which was oh, fun. Really? Yeah. But like I said earlier on, during what we call the Cobb era, era when he was the AD, um, a lot more money was being put into that kind of stuff. So yeah. we'd get to travel. Um, he was getting know. the support. Exactly. He was getting the support at that time. So we, you know, we're, you know, big on implementing the, you know, that was when social media was coming around. So we had to be there for, you know, Instagram and Facebook and doing all that stuff that people, or Twitter, right? At that point, we started live tweeting the scores for the fans. Mm. Um, so all those things were kind of just starting at that point. So they wanted us with them to keep all that stuff, um, have content and going from there. Did you feel that you had a... Uh, did you feel like you had like some longevity in that as far as a career? I did until it was time that, you know, the idea of wanting kids, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a reason why that was a pretty male-dominated, and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but um, mm. it is a male-dominated field for sure. Um, and I think a lot of it could, could come down to the fact that, you know, it is nights and weekends. So you go to have kids, right? Like they're in school during the day, and when they get out of school, you're at work, right? Like you're just not seeing... I think yeah. it may be a little bit more difficult in a traditional setting where if, if the, you know, the lady's at home, you know, taking care of the kids, you know. So it was one of those situations where um, to have kind of that normal, uh, I don't want to say normal, but traditional, traditional, traditional yeah, a traditional lifestyle. Yeah. It probably wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happens that's when I met my husband um, was not long after that. And I was like, OK, well, he just took a job down in Kenai. It's like, gosh, I never thought I'd be coming back down to Kenai. Oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect. He, so he got in with the fire department down in Kenai. Oh, cool. And I was like, gosh, I don't, you know, I didn't want to be there in my 20s. There wasn't much going on in my 20s there, but yeah. I loved my childhood there. Looking back on it, you know, we're riding four-wheelers wherever we want. We're having bonfires on the beach. We're taking off into the woods, you know, shucking right behind oysters. our house. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> shucking oysters. So <laughs> the idea of raising kids down there, that was a no-brainer. You know, I want them to be able to go oh, ride their man, bikes down the street. Yeah, I so. was sad she was my neighbor in my duplex. I, I was like, don't. Yeah. Move away from me. <laughs> oh, was she? I was. Yeah. Yes, that's was great. Yeah, oh, we shared wow. a backyard. No fence or anything. Uh-huh. The, the, the dogs. Oh, we shared. We dog. shared dog duties, yep. and it was awesome. Oh man, it was really nice. fun. Yeah. So Good. you were making you made the commitment to go back mm-hmm. home. I did. Yeah, and and pretty happy with it. And then it was one of those things like, okay, well, we want to have kids, you know, but I also wanted to be, you know, at home as well. So it's like, okay, what can I do and only work, you know, part of the year. And we were already spending at that point. I'd already been introduced to fly fishing, so I'm already on the river all the time, you know. Emily was right there with me. She's learning. She got to experience the learning to row a boat when I learned a boat. She got to experience um, learning to um, drive the power boat, you know, all these things that we were learning together. And it was like, okay, we're learning these things. Like, if we're going to be on the river this much, maybe what should can we, make, we do with it? We should make some money, right? Yeah. Learning from who? Um, well, you know, all kinds of people, mostly my husband for okay. the rowing, you know, okay. which uh, Emily was like that first day was fun. <laughs> So, you know, it's not, it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> well, it's a challenge when it's your significant other, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. For yeah. some reason, I thought it would be a great idea to go with them. Like, yeah. what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Things so, can get a little contentious. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd been on that upper river so many times with him, but he's always the one rowing or a buddy's rowing, right? And I'm just there having fun catching fish, right? So I'm not paying attention to this, 
this sweeper or this bend or anything. Yeah. So he's like, or you know how what? He's turning and how he's exactly. So he's like, you know choking. what? You're reading the water. Exactly. He's like, you're <laughs> catching too many fish. You're not doing any work. This is going to change. So we picked a day in May when the you know trout are closed, and Emily's like, yeah, I'm gonna learn how to row too. So we tag on there. So. Emily gets on the oars and he's so nice. Like, oh, now Emily, we want to point our bow over oh, this way. So nice we want to point it. And Emily's just, oh, this is great. And then I get on there. Just getting your ass chewed the whole time. What are you yeah. doing over there? What are you? Why would you? Oh, I don't know. The, you know just and I'm just like, felt like I wanted to jump overboard. <laughs> oh, no. Like, what another that, boat just come get me out of here? That's funny because I'm in that exact spot with alexia right now yeah you want your counterpart i was like like, you're gonna need to oar because i want to fish right you know or what if something happened to you exactly and i tell her that too and especially if we go do extended like gokana like i'm not oaring the whole gokana like someone else has to do that so i can fish or the boys somebody has to give it back yeah get on there right yeah there's definitely everyone should know how to do it people people get pretty reliant on their spouse to take care of things and it's like it's so reliant on you to be able to know how to do both parts. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it was, it was a hard day, but after that it was much better. And then, um, since then I've had other, uh, ladies that are wanting to row. They're like, can we go out with you? We really don't want to go with our husbands. We really, mm. we want to learn yeah. from somebody else other than them. Like, I understand. Hell right? yeah. I got it. We'll, we'll go do a float because you know, I don't want you going through that. <laughs> I, I feel like yeah. that's really, it's important to recognize that. Like, I don't want to go out and go, teach my wife how to shoot a 40 or her nine millimeter i'm not I, i'm number one i'm not a, i'm not a shooting expert but mm-hmm. just as an example she's like well go to, teach me how to shoot i'm like no we're gonna get into a fight and an argument and all mm-hmm. this shit and there's a firearm involved <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get shot I, they just got me an insurance policy like come on exactly she got you an insurance policy what the fuck <laughs> anyway i'm just saying it, it just the voice the mentorship needs to come from a third party Mm -hmm. with no bias. Yeah. (laughs) has no skin in the game. Mm -hmm. It has to go home to you or with you or whatever. So it works out better that way. I I bring it this up all the time because it was so cool to be there for like the inception of this idea that Dallas had and to see how far she's come in such a short period of time from like not knowing how to get on the sticks not wanting to take clients. Is that the verb? Is that, is that I the mean, word? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah on, the, on the sticks. Get on the sticks. Yeah. On the sticks for not, sure. w- not wanting to take clients out in anything mm. but a drift boat because she mm. was nervous about the power boat. And now, like, just seeing her fucking crushing it on the Kenai, like, people lined up to go fish with her. Yeah. It's just, like, I'm so proud. It, and, uh, and it's so cool. And, like, every time we're on the river, I just have so much fun. Like, regardless if we're catching fish or not, it just feels yeah. really good and empowering for us to, like, know that, yeah, we're out here just fucking yeah. catching fish or not, but, like, still having a great time and turning heads regardless. Because right. it's, like, people aren't oh, used the, to seeing a boat oh, just boat all women. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, but who's running that boat? Oh, we are. Yeah, we're running we're the doing boat. That, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, oh, that's cool. probably get all... Kinds of antsies in the pants you see in that. Well, I, either way, I'm like kudos to Dallas. Thank you. It's just it's been really cool to like watch this vision that she had, like and just see her answering the phone like Explore Kenai. This is Dallas. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> look at this bitch. Yeah, switching to the uh, the power boat. Yeah, that was so. I guess getting a little ahead of myself. You know, we have to do a week long at Guide Academy, which is you know 
more knowledge than anything, right? There is a test at the end, but for the most part, if you even halfway pay attention you in class, like you're, you're going to pass a certificate. A certificate. Yeah, you get okay, a certificate. Yeah. You do. Awesome. You get branded. Yeah, you get me out. <laughs> Tramp stamp. Keen, I got <laughs> Let's see your lower back. <laughs> it has our boat number. She's got something else there. It's your boat number. <laughs> it's got your boat number on your back. You were tied to that forever. Um, so we go through that. And I was like, all right. So I've passed the guide academy. Now what? Like, I got to find someone who's going to hire me. Do I guide? My God. So I just happened to reach out to a guy that my brother actually played hockey with growing up. And we kind of knew his family. I knew his sister from basketball and um, reached out to him. Like, hey, Corey, you know, I passed the guide academy. Do you know anyone that would take on one, a very green first, what would be a first year guide and also a female? I was like, well, I will. I was like, oh, shit. I did not expect that. I uh, kind of thought I'd have a few months to kind of like. Feel it out. Get see if I really want to do this. And so, yeah, he kind of just talking right now. I don't know if yeah, right. Do anything? You, really? He's like, yeah, I got a drift boat, and you can run it. I was like, uh, all right, yeah, okay. So let's do this. And so, yeah, it was a great opportunity. He worked with, you know, and he worked with me, knowing that I eventually wanted to have my own clients, my own business. Mm. You know, so he let me start my business and actually book my own trips as well. So he's That's booking nice. me clients, and then if I book one, um, I just let him know, hey, I booked, you know, August thirtieth. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have that. He's great. You know, and I pay him, obviously, commission for using the boat. Um, but amazing to work with the knowledge that I gained from him. Um, in the same time, my husband is working, um, you know, he's working at the fire department down there. But he also um, was guiding part-time as well. They have a, they do the um, 4896 schedule down there at Kenai. Different than, oh. yeah, different than the then, Anchorage. Right, different than the Kelly schedule. system that, okay. that Anchorage is on, right? So 4896. He works 48 hours on and then 96 off. So two days on, four days off. So right. essentially he gets a Kelly every, every time he's off. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, so okay. he works two days, four days. So, off. you know, just like up here, right? They can do trades. So, so all of a sudden you trade those two days and you've got 10 days off. So he'll do that. <laughs> through the summer and he'll have yeah. give himself two months off so he's can guide during that time right and obviously he's got to make up for it during the winter time to make up for those trades yeah but it's oh, su- right. it's a lot easier to get the days off because he's not worrying about you know emily's got to get what three days off or so mm-hmm. to you know to get her her full, full stents full versus the two off. that he's got to do um so he mm. mind you is working for another another company down there same thing tons of knowledge welcomes us right in um shows us the rope um, and it's just really great to us. So we are both very fortunate to kind of be just, uh, you know, other companies take us in. One, knowing that we're taking this knowledge and we're going to be starting our own thing, you know, which yeah. is really rare, right? You know, yeah. for yeah, them yeah, knowing right. that that's going to happen mm-hmm. and we're going to not going to be with them as long. Um, so I think I worked for Do you Corey. think that's normal? Like as far as in that industry, in that part of Alaska? I, I think probably most people that are taking on employees or, or your, you know, younger guides are going to know that they're going to eventually go off on their own because you're yeah. obviously going to be making a ton more money when you're do, when you're on your own than you are working for somebody else. Mm. But for them to let me be booking and stuff while working mm. for them, is yeah. I would imagine is pretty rare. Yeah. And know? I just think about so many of the guys that come up to work for people that are staying here are from out of state, right. you know, like they're mm. coming in, they're coming to work for the summer and then they're leaving. Yeah. And they're probably looking for probably a mix of both. Right. The, like some that are coming in and then leaving. And then ones that are a little bit more permanent that they know, you know, right. I don't know. Correct me. If no, I'm no. Corey wrong. actually, um, you know, he, at the time was saying, and I think he's still staying by, you know, he only hires locals. Like he wants, cool. you know, Alaskans to be getting these, this job. And their money to be staying in and in going into the community versus hiring someone from the states who's going to make all this money in the summertime, take off, and the economy is not going to you know benefit from it. So, gotcha. so he was only hiring locals. You know, obviously knowing him ahead of time, I'm sure helped. Um, yeah, uh, how generous he was to me. 
Um, but yeah, worked yeah. for him for four years while building until we felt we had enough clientele and, and you know and an understanding of the river. Yeah. To kind of know, go out on our own. Um, and yeah. now when you so you're doing both the drift on the upper and then you're doing the middle too. No, no, that was when I was with Corey. So yeah, like I said, we don't have a, a drift boat yet that we oh, can guide okay, out okay. of. Yeah, during that time with Corey, I was doing um, some trips up there. He doesn't have a, the special permit that you have to have to be up there, but we get our three. Um, each guy that doesn't have that permit up there gets three incidental days. Okay. That you can oh, book okay. up there. So, you know, we oh, go up cool. and do those. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you can't be up there guiding. So that was just mostly fun fishing that we'd get to do up there, which, you know, that section of river is special mo- to most people. Right. Yeah. You know, there's something 100%. special about that. So for me, he had us, um, he had me on the drift boat up there, a couple trips on the Kasilov, and then mostly just running trout trips mm-hmm. and sake trips on the middle and the lower. Okay. You know, so, mm-hmm. and that was just my first year. And then, I'll, like, like Emily said, all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm going to put you in a powerboat. And I was like, hold wait, up wait what, a minute what, you know at that point i had run our jet but we've got a little you know 16 foot john boat with a jet on it that we've run but which is a totally I, different animal exactly you know that thing you know, barely reverses you know is slow to move you know yeah. all those things all of a sudden you, you put can run, you can run shit water. over yeah exactly yeah. that rock over there that don't matter you know yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden what you know rock? i'm at you know 20 foot yeah, power boat with, with a 50 horse on it and so and uh, managing clients and rods and fish right. and everything around and all the other people yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh i got out God. there my first king trip was on rock dude big shit my first king trip was on a t- Super Tuesday, as they call it, right? And there were so many boats, and I'm just like, I am not ready for Like, you know, this is where your rods oh, are sticking out the boat, and they're touching the guy, barely touching the guy's rods, you know, sticking out of that boat, right? And we're just all back trolling down these holes. But yeah. I'm like, holy cow, you know, but you just get on your line and go and... Just get in where you, know, you fit in. Sorry, you fit excuse in. me. I'd like to get yeah, that now. turnaround and then raging back up and then trying to squeeze in there and, and find a spot and again. get back yep. in there. Find it all over again. But yeah, I just say, you know, I crossed over the dark side. I was like, you know, drift boat only. That's what we do. We're trout yeah. fishermen. We're a drift, we're a drift yeah. boat. And you get in a power boat and you're like, oh my goodness. This is so easy. So you're saying we're going to go through this hole, pick up like five trout and then we're gonna run back up and do it again like and this, i don't have to row and i don't have to row this is amazing power <laughs> trouting like are you kidding me this is yeah. it was a very quick transition to the dark side as i call it like it was it was pretty but easy all this to, stuff that you had to learn like so fast right you know it's like you kind of just l- learn like on the fly oh, with abs- help from others but absolutely. like that's like how you had to learn is just going well, and doing it speaking of like learning on the fly my first guiding gig wasn't even on the kenai I don't know if you remember this. That first that fly week, out. Yeah, oh my god! That first week, so I was so nervous for you. Uh, nervous for me. So all of a sudden, uh, John from Noceum Lodge on the Quijack is mm. calling, and I'd been told he'd be calling. I'm like, why is he calling me? What's you know, he calling me. And for? so he had called, you know, so and so, and that person had passed it. You know, couldn't couldn't come over to the Quijack. This per- so pass it on to this person. All of a sudden, gets down to my husband. My son's like, Dustin's like, well, I can't get off work. But my wife did just pass the guide academy. She knows how to run a boat, you know, mind you, a jet boat at that time. Yeah. He's like, she's like, you want to talk to her? And he's like, yep. So I get on the phone with John and he's like, yep, you want to come over for a week? I've got a sick pilot. I need someone to uh, to guide for a week over. I'm like, well, John, I've won. I haven't guided yet anything, yeah. you know. Um, and I've definitely never guided in Bristol Bay, you know. I haven't been on these yeah, rivers. All d- I have totally completely you, foreign no, to me. Yeah, foreign. What are you getting yeah, into? Exactly. Like, I've never even fished those for fun, you know? I've never been yeah. to Brooks or Kulik or any of those. So he's like, nope, you can run a boat. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, come on over. I was like, okay. okay. Yeah, oh, my okay. God. Like, right. I'm sick to my stomach. Okay, so sure enough, yeah. we get over there, and I'm thinking, gosh, these, these clients are paying so much. I cannot mess this up. You know, that's not a... 
you know, this isn't just a no sleep. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm in my room, like tying stuff up and he walks by, he was going on. He's like, I'm just preparing. I'm just, he's like, Dallas, he's like, just go talk to the guide that you're with tomorrow. Right. Cause the flyouts, you know, usually have the two guides and the four clients, right. And they're going to drop you off on whichever river system. you and another guide. It was me and another guide. So I'd go talk to whoever it was. I'm like, Hey, we're going to the brooks tomorrow. (laughs) What are we doing? You know, obviously we're going after trout, but like, you know, what are, you know, it was early season. The salmon weren't in yet. So when you kind of sort of want to feel like you know what you're doing too, right? Oh, so absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. I was faking it <laughs> to make it. there with your swag. Like, you're yeah. like, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and throw on this uh, double <laughs> leash, limp net, and he's like, yeah. no, we're no. not using Yeah, I'm no. just kidding. I'll just make sure you knew. It's not even you know, really says hook. And they're using droppers over there. I'm like, droppers? Yeah, totally. Wait, That's what I was getting. Doing? We're not doing droppers on the Droppers? Shit, I know how to dropper. Yeah, yeah I'll, put, I'll tie that dropper onto that hook. What's going What's uh, a dropper? I will say the uh, probably the most rewarding part of it was um Catching I think it was fucking fish. <laughs> I did I did get clients on fish, but the best one was on the Brooks. I had a uh, two young kids, two younger kids. They were like trust fund kids or something, just there with their dads, you know. So they're they don't even appreciate what they're mm. doing, right? They have, where no I- they have no idea that they don't care that there's bears all around us and we're catching these beautiful bows. And I'm looking across over there. I'm like, gosh looks really tr- really mousy like i feel like we could throw a mouse over there it's low hanging uh-huh. brush you know all the good oh, things shit. you know slower yeah, right water under the you're like let shade. me tie a mouse on yeah. for you put a mouse on it i send that kid over in some deeper water and he freaking hooks one and lands this trout on a mouse and i'm like yeah, okay oh, i'm like all right well, so all good. right I told like, you tried to play I told cool. you so. you're like yeah i knew, I knew <laughs> that water I, I knew that they were did they you, were gonna hit did a you mouse do this there. right here yeah, I, sh- I should have. <laughs> just, just the full bicep kiss. Just, uh, uh, yeah, but no. I've been guiding for years. God, this, God, this. But overall, amazing experience. It was one just to get to see those rivers. You know, something that you know, so cool to go over there and experience. You just them. got thrown off the deep end. Thrown off the deep end. Yeah. That's the best oh, way. Man. Yeah, I think that's the best you way. Fucking sink or swim. Yeah, you and you do started yeah, doing the breaststroke and just seeing what like a big lodge how it operates. Right, like you, you guide these clients. And then you go have these fancy dinners with them, and you have their, you drink their the wine with them, and you go play cornhole with them afterwards. Like you're you you're immersed in this whole, yeah, you're immersed in this whole. Like you know, it's not like on the Kenai, right? We fish them and we go home. Yeah, like there the, is no, you know, you get out. to know them on the eight no hours while you're out there. That, yeah. Exactly, but mm-hmm. this is, you know, you're living with these people for that week while they're waiting for their next flight out, right? While they're experiencing it, so completely different vibe than what we're doing here on the Kenai the road system have you uh, been asked to go back and do anything like that since? no I can't say I have but <laughs> oh John. <laughs> John she's available crafty what do you got what are yeah. you yeah, we'll put in a word when we go down there yeah, he's you got anyone s- if you there. got want somebody sick <laughs> that, yeah that would be sick but no great experience and I definitely like Got done with that. I was like, well, I think I can handle what the Kenai has after that. Like that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. home base. Yeah, right. At least I know these waters. So how long after that was was Explore Kenai the? Ex- um, I mean, just just weeks. Oh, I mean, Explore Kenai. You know, I s- started it even when I was working with Corey. But Corey probably had me fishing just a few weeks after I got back from that. Yeah, because that was early June. Like I said, it was before the sock. I started running over there, and all of a sudden I was doing some king trips, um, maybe on the Kasilov or, gosh. I don't remember exactly when, but yeah, Sporky and I was going and I was slowly picking up clients when I could. So for people that don't know, yeah, maybe just share like what Explore Kenai is. Um, you know, one of like 300 guides down there, but, uh, basically it's starting. How many there are? Uh, probably, yeah, 250 probably. I mean, there might, there's probably more, but that are actively fishing and we're talking from upper all the way through the lower, right? You know, so you have all those smaller ones. The actual fishery itself yeah initially the the idea for explore Kenai was that it might be more of a booking 
um, operation and because you mm. take a really nice commission just from sending clients to other other gotcha. guides, right? So it's like, okay, mm. maybe even if I'm not guiding, you know, no one's going to hire me. I could still, you know, use my communication skills that I picked up from UA and media mm. relations, use my website skills, all that type of stuff. Okay. And try book to- Book people in the yeah, salt, right? Big, yeah, yeah, book people in the salt, book people on the river, mm-hmm. take a commission off it, and I'm never leaving the house. I'm still hanging yeah. out with the kiddos, you know? So that was kind of the initial spot. And then I was like, well- you almost got to have, you know, guiding experience. You got to get to know the guides. You got to get to know, you know, build clientele because everyone wanting to go fishing. So that's when it kind of transferred into, okay, well, we can do booking, but I'm also going to do some work. I'm going to actually get out there on the water. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, like I said, on the salt, we're still doing that now. Like we don't have a salt boat. So I've got great companies that I work with out of Homer. Um, same thing, right? You send them the trip, you know, you book it for them. And a lot of times I will even just pay for it up front. And, but I pay them, um, you know, like 80% or 90%. And then I take the commission off the top. And that's standard. That's what okay. everyone's doing. Okay. So that's, 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 yeah. what, that's why it's explored tonight, guiding and booking. Yeah, that's why it's like, and that's just pretty standard. The money's not coming out of the client's pocket. Like, they're not losing money booking with me, right? Gotcha. Just gotcha. the, the charter's going to lose a little bit of money. But they don't, also don't have to deal with setting up the client. They don't got to pay the taxes on it either. Mm, like, oh, I would yeah. incur those costs as well. So got it, it kind of benefits both, and it helps fill their seats. And you take a little. So right now, you know, people can call. Um, you know, they can book a day with me. I can book them on a fly out for bears across the inlet. I can book them on saltwater, you know, so you can add like a whole package without actually, you know, owning a plane yeah. or a saltwater boat at this point. Mm. And that's so smart because people generally do like they go to the peninsula. They might want to do other things yeah. than just fish, you and know, a sightseeing tour or something. And you've been able to kind of, uh, you know, facilitate those connections to make a lot of those things happen exactly and right now it's you know one-stop shopping right like they don't have to go talk to yeah, you know four, four other people together and, and i'm even going as far as you know low fly um sending out an itinerary too so like literally you're building yeah. people's itineraries i'm building their itineraries too. for them too for the most part on the things that i'm purchasing you know setting up for them right so i'd be like all right july 18th you're headed out on the river with this person meeting at this time july 19th you're driving to homer you know you're meeting this person at this time you know, so, so cool you, mm. that makes it idea, so easy for people exactly so just kind of adding a little bit more to try to get an edge on yeah. the other 250 um that are doing it. and that does other businesses are doing as well and we're, yeah. not the, we're not the first one to yeah. event the wheel here but uh just giving mm. us you know one more selling point when someone calls and said hey why should i choose you guys yeah one-stop you know. shop exactly yeah just try to add a little extra mm. yeah there's a lot of choices but there's a lot of big uh, game on the, like the Google, like who pops up first. And we were just like, talking yeah. about that when we were at my house. Oh, yeah. how, how do people, how do people select out of that big pool? I, I was thinking about this last night. And I was just kind of doing some research and putting some stuff together, and I'm like, man, I remember got, you know, just finding a guy on Craigslist mm-hmm. like ten years ago one yeah. time and had an epic experience. Yeah, and I remember being out there. I'm like, how do you, how do you get connected? Yeah. I mean, I just found the dude on Craigslist. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, obviously the know. Google ads are huge. So, you know, you're going to get rotated Don't you in. Pay for that. Yeah. That so, spot? right now you could pay for it. And then, depending on how much you want to spend, like, you yeah. know, if you're like, hey, I want to cap out at 300 a month, you set it at that. And then, depending on how many clicks you get, once it gets to that 300 mark, I, it just stops showing for that rest of that month. Right. And then it's back to organically. You're, you're, it'll just be wherever you're at. And so right now we're, you know, you're trying to always build your website to get it. So it organically it's hitting that first page. Um, yeah. So you can compete with the ones that are on there. Um, we're, we're definitely not on the first page yet. And I'm um, going to keep doing some things to try to get us up there with, mm. you know, what's helping with that AI. Like, oh, really? cause you know, they say one of the number of things is to get your website up blogs. So how do yeah. I write a blog? Hey, AI, hey, hey, yeah. write me a blog real quick. Write me a blog on 
how do you fish the kenai? Yeah. That's it. Send. Done. Yeah, blog blog is put up, you know. It yeah. feels Have you done you've done that? Oh yeah, I've got 3 on there right now that you just get right. I don't have time to write blogs. But if that's what it takes to get that website up there, right? You know, and it's nothing it's nothing like that's wow. like misinformation, nothing right? Nothing earth-shattering. No, no, no. Yeah, it's no, no. Not at it's all. It's whatever the clients are going to be searching for that's going to bring my website to the top, right? So like yeah. one I think is like hit algorithms, right? Exactly. So you just want yeah. to something that they're going to Google. So I think the one was like what do you pack pack for a trip on the Kenai? And it literally just populates it. And then I always go through and check it, you know, make sure it's check accurate. Check and verify. Exactly. It, yeah. Extra, you know, make it, make sure it's completely relevant to what we're doing. And you're good to go. So something that's just changing the way, yeah. you know, websites, obviously, technology you know. Technology. Yeah, technology. You're looking working. at the, you know, the writer's strike that's going on right now for this exact reason. Mm, yeah. It's going to, oh. it's you know, it's going to put, you know, people, people out of work. People out of business. People out of work. It is. So. It is. But it's going to help a lot of small businesses. It absolutely. Will. Yeah. yeah. How uh, how respect. difficult was it to attain that name, and how many different names did you try before you're like, uh, this one's taken, that one's taken? Tell, tell you the truth, my buddy Patrick actually came up with that name. He's a uh, he was working for Stellar Designs up here in Anchorage um, for graphic design work, and uh, we were just kind of telling him, you know, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking to do. You yeah. know, is we're looking to mostly be you know be booking but guiding. Yep. Um, I, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, but we don't really have a name, you know, we're not really sure, you know, and he was just going to come up with some local I logo ideas with, you know, our favorite colors and that type of stuff and yeah. help us do some stuff. And he actually came up with that name and I was like, well, that's perfect. And what we didn't realize at the time when we picked it was that now there's all these, um, all the towns and stuff are coming up with their own little, yeah. you know, Instagram. Visit, visit, visit Soldat, Kenai, visit, visit yeah. Kenai, explore Alaska. So we were like, we grabbed it like right before that took off or we probably wouldn't have it. Like I'm sure someplace in Kenai, someone was like, Oh, we want our Instagram to be explore Kenai for more of a tourism, um, you know, yeah. standpoint, not necessarily just guiding, you know? So well, I it kind of circles back to what we were saying, how people were buying up, You're right. you know, those initial dot coms. Exactly. Yeah. Same exact idea. Um, so there's be times where I get tagged and stuff on social media and stuff Thank you. with people thinking that I'm more of a, you know, they're using my okay. tag because not that they really, it has anything to do with guiding. It might be just like a bear or a mountain yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. tagging, you know, hashtag explore Kenai. Yeah. They just think that's part of the city, you know, you yeah, know, hashtag. I, told, I you, totally get it. I so my, I'm getting like extra stuff. Like throw, throw, yeah, throw I it get at me. dog shit all the time. <laughs> like, cause I have some hot dog stands downtown. Okay. It's called anchor town dogs. Okay. I get dog stuff all the time. Like, visit Hello. our kennel. Can, people are calling me like, hey, can I drop the dog off? And I'm like, oh, this is you not can, that kind of dog. Does. But that's not going <laughs> to help us any. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not cooking cooking up real dogs here, so. That's funny. Um, what's your um, What's your personal favorite section of the Kina? Ooh. Ooh. Gosh. I mean... Again, there's always something special about that upper section float, right? Not having the motors, the yeah. the houses around you. Um, but I guess right now, you know, just wanting to go after that big that big rainbow, you know, the middle and the lower, even the lower, you know, it's not at target as much because you think lower, you think, you know, kings and silvers, right? Yeah. The bait fishermen down there. Um, but we've picked up some nice trout down there when you, you know. I've so. never fished for trout down there. Exactly. Not many people have. Uh, I'm but, a big upper guy. Well, I don't okay. have a boat, a motorboat, so it's all. Okay rafts gotcha yeah so gosh i guess so the the middle by motorboat but <laughs> did you have to do that on the that's what you <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
It's it's along with the vibe of the show. I think we started off with stripper boats. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're staying on brand, okay? Yeah. Brando. <laughs> Rude. Sorry. Yeah. Did you say a favorite? Probably the middle still. The middle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just being, you're still, right, you're still removed oh, from. But what about like a specific like. Oh, like my whole, my favorite hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's getting a little personal. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's many other people's favorite hole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She's like Eagle Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know this rock? No one knows yeah. about Eagle Rock at all. Sometimes it's under. Sometimes you just never. <laughs> Gosh, the I Dallas. I guess it would have to Thompson's. be the, the Dunes. The Dunes. <laughs> dunes. I was actually proposed to in the Dunes. Oh. Yeah. So um, mid float. Uh yeah we were nice. fish just caught a fish did you know I it was coming no I had no idea um Ooh. I we had, <laughs> that's it a was, long terrible ride back if it's a no <laughs> no I had no right? wow. it's a quiet float just it was a <laughs> winter <laughs> it was December and uh, oh, we were out shit. we were out in the jet boat just oh. I mean no one else out there um we had two two of our buddies were in the boat with us so I think that's probably it, it never occur- you know there was other people in the boat like it was no it never occurred to me that it would be happening um especially that day. And we're going through these normal holes that we're always hitting, and I'm hitting fish, hitting fish, and my husband's staying on the motor, and I was like, okay, I'll keep fishing, you know. Hitting fish, and um, I can't land any of them. None of them oh, are coming no. get oh, to the net. I'm, miss, I'm missing so many fish, and getting frustrated, and finally we run back up to the dunes, because I think we had launched at the lake, and I think we were just going to go. I think we were running back straight to the lake after that. We weren't going down to Bings. I'm sure the ice shelf was all over Bings. Um, we go back up in the dunes, into the one channel, uh, which we call obviously proposal channel now. That's definitely oh, definitely not okay, the name yeah. of it. <laughs> and I finally, Careful, I finally <laughs> land a uh, a rainbow. <laughs> Sorry, oh, continue. La- yeah. Anyways, I, uh, I land a rainbow <laughs> in the net. Dustin goes and he, un- he unhooks it, and then he's just holding on to my hook. And I'm getting frustrated. I'm starting to like. Wanting to pull it out of his hand because I'm like, why are you not like? I want to, you know, I want to throw it back out and get some more, right? And obviously, (laughs) not knowing that he's trying to put a ring on the hook, you know, and turn around and propose and do all that jazz, right? So I'm sitting there going like, so I'm like, Dustin, what the fuck? What are you doing? Oh, he has like his back to you, yeah. And at this point, uh, Tessa, the girl on the boat that was with us, her and her husband that were joining us, has a camera and she's trying to take. Before that, she was trying to picture this little tiny rainbow. I'm like, I don't need a picture with this rainbow, you know? Like, what are you doing? Little. Also, do I know? After the fact, oh, she's trying to picture for the, the whole it's thing. All set yeah. up. So, uh, again, awesome, awesome you. experience. But yeah, it was pretty like, let go of that hook. I, I, well, then we got to finish this hole here, you know? She's like, yeah, Mary, put the ring on yeah, it. I gotta go. get this so out of here. He gets, he likes to tell a story because he's just frustrated. He's like, you have no idea. She would not, la- could not land a fish that whole day. So he's like, this is not going to happen today. Oh, he's like, waiting not- for you to land a fish. He was waiting for, for me to land timing. it so he could do the whole oh, hook on the ring thing, right? So, you know, internally, he was just as frustrated as you oh. like would you please land a trout he really was he talks about, he's like i'm I trying just don't to put think a I'm ring to... on it yeah. <laughs> looking back now is he acting weird i don't think so not that i mean he's not, always weird not that but... i noticed but let's be honest i wasn't paying attention i was fishing yeah. like i'm yeah. staring at an indicator yeah, the whole time you. Free, you know we're cold it's winter time you know you're out there but uh lots of wiener jokes so what is an indicator waiting. bobber I What's an indicator? Yeah. I know. Oh. Yeah, he knows what it is. I know. I kind of laugh at the whole indicator. <laughs> I know. The, indicator the, the word bobber. indicator. I'm like, yeah. the word yeah, is bobber. when I'm telling my clients, I'm like, okay, so you're gonna be watching that indicator, and they're like, huh, huh, the bobber. Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
don't look at the eagles. Don't look at anybody else. You're staring at that at orange scenery. or pink dot yeah. for the next eight hours. The second you take your eyes off, I swear the fish know and they. Oh uh, wait, it's called a strike indicator. Strike. Right. There or as soon go. as you take your, or as soon as you take your phone out and look at something else, yeah. that's when you get a hit. I'm always really bad about too about to pointing out the eagles. I'm like, oh, up here we've got an eagle's nest, an eagle. And they look, and then their indicator goes down. And I'm like, oh, dang, I told you guys not to look. Don't yeah. look. Gotcha. But it was a test. Don't look at the but fucking eagle. you just eagle. told me to look at the eagle. <laughs> well, you weren't well, catching you any fish, fish, so I had, to, I had to do something. You had to look at something. <laughs> so what year officially did Explore Canine launch? Uh, 17. Okay. Yeah. So and you having some, some repeats? Yeah. Clients? Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. We do. Oh, gosh. Even as far as um, I had a friend in... Virginia or something like that sent no it was Andy Hayes from S Street she sent me a picture they're down there I don't know where they were and they saw my sticker on some other car down there oh my god and sent me a picture I'm like I don't even know who who that was and they're rocking it was on a Lexus mind you Ooh, we don't even have one of our stickers on our Titan (laughs) someone's down there rocking our sticker on a Lexus so Andy probably put it on there yeah right she just took a picture look we found your uh Uh here it is but no yeah we're getting uh the returns and on a lot a lot of new stuff too so cool it's good working out well um I like that we uh, I thought you were trying to signal me for something. Oh, you're sending text. Okay, yes. okay. Signal. Well, before we get into that, God, um, he the sent signal it doesn't get aired on the show. Like where I'm signaling. <laughs> gotcha. 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 He already. <laughs> he already. He already sent it to me. So we're um, good. Okay. But before okay. we go on the break, though, I, I I like to ask everyone, especially people that grew up in in the Kenai Peninsula area, their thoughts on the dip netting. Ooh, Ooh, okay, fun. Um, fun. And we've gotten open, honest yeah, yeah, responses no, no. on both sides of Hold the on. deal. Do okay. you dip net? Not anymore. You used to dip net. We did okay. it. Okay. So cool. again, that was another thing my yeah. my parents had a hand in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. why not? You know, it's, it was it's a harvest. A mile, it was a harvest. It was a mile from our house, you know, like down there at the mouth of the Kenai. Like it was easy to go down there. Mm-hmm. You know, we sat on the beach. Why they, you know, went out to their chest you in the dip, water. You dipped from the beach. You never yeah, from yeah, the boat. Ne- never. At later on in life, I think he, he got a couple some boats when we were younger or older. But my memories are from the beach. Before you answer the question, yep. is and I'm gonna ask all you guys do that, is dip netting fishing? Hell yeah. Mm. Is, is, is my first my Hold first on, thing, my first instinct was hell no. Yeah. It's the same. That's, really? Yeah, that's where you don't I'd have be. a you don't have a, a rod in your hand. You got. I mean, scooping them out. On. I mean, hold is on. is gill netting and set netting fishing? I don't know. Like you're just yeah trapping them. Yeah, it's it's a it's fishing. Is is shrimping fishing? No. No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I ask because I'm yeah, sure that if huh. uh, for everyone listening, I mean, I'm sure it's split. Opinion, you know, it right? Because to me, fishing. I, is fishing with a rod or reel, you know, f- especially fly fishing. Um, and netting, netting is netting. Netting right. is netting. Right, it's not yeah. sport fishing. But you hear Are a lot of people that say, I'm going fishing, and they're going dip netting. And in my mind, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so is commercial fishing not fishing? Because <sighs> it's the same goddamn That's, thing. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm saying you're there's right. no right I'm answer. Not, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm just I, saying, like, I mean, we call it yeah. commercial fishing. But I'm saying as right. a personal view... You know, personally, to me, I don't think that dip netting is fishing. I think no, I'm not going to say I'm going fishing and then I'm they're not the going same dip thing. Netting. I'm yeah. going to say I'm going dip netting. Yeah. I'm going to go okay. dip That's my fair. net and scoop up some fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. and it's not. I mean, it's not easy. It's not. No. A, oh, it's gosh, not a no. given. No, the, I think no. the the process is what's like 
the it's not easy part. Scenario. But like when they're when they're there, it's easy. AF. Catching, yeah. yeah. Catching can be easy, and that's the only part that's easy. Yeah, the, the preparation, the preparation, the assembly lines, the managing all that yeah. fish afterwards. Yeah, bunking boats in the, you know, Kenai and the the boat launch in the right. city of Kenai. Mm-hmm. Okay, we weren't Anybody supposed to rabbit hole. Okay, yeah. um, okay. Thoughts you on the dip netting. Well, thoughts on dip netting. This could go on for a while, but. Initially, I think it was set up for a good reason when it, it when dip netting became a thing, right? Like it was to help out those that needed mm-hmm. that really needed the meat. Um, I don't, and I always say this, and it's very stereotypical. Like I say, it's being I think it's being abused now, um, yep. taken advantage of, unfortunately. And I think the city of Kenai um, ends up hurting more than what it's worth having everyone down there. You know, I think a lot of people that leave, and again, sorry, just you know, this is just. Maybe no, a small it, percentage, a small percentage of people let doing it, it. Not everyone's doing this, right? But you, you hit up Costco on your way down. You get everything you need. You come down in your super expensive rigs. You get your fish. You load them back up and you come back, right? Yeah. You know, you're paying your boat fees and stuff, but trash is being left behind. Porta potties are being used. Um, the guys to maintain, you know, to supervise it all. You know, so the city of Kenai, if, if I'm not mistaken, is actually losing money mm. on the operation. And how many of those people in that? hundred thousand dollar rv that came down actually needed that fish and how many of those people are throwing out that fish in springtime anyways to get ready for next season's fish right they didn't even eat all the fish i mean exactly right now you know even close in our family granted i've got small kids and it'll be different when they're bigger but dustin's allowed 25 you know then 10 10 10 more for us right Mm -hmm. so what is that 55 fish we're not eating 55 in a season there's just no way again maybe that'll go up a little bit more when the kids are older but um, how many people are taking their limit? And they don't even need it, just being wasted. And I understand it, right? They're not one. They're taking care of the people that do need it, and you're not trying to overescape the river, yeah. you know, which is a huge concern mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, which is why the gill netters are still out there getting fish, right? You can't overescape the river, and I understand that. Um, working, I did work for fishing game for a couple of years, so kind of understand that point of view as well. Yeah, so you do need, you, yeah, you still need those guys out there. Um, unfortunately, I think the few bad eggs are causing problems, and so for us locals. It's not our favorite time of year. You just kind of avoid Kenai from yeah. like July 10th through the end of the month. It's like locals and anchors don't go down 4th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You just you know, don't want to be around. Go down there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much so. Well, Thanks for answering really honestly. Answer. Yeah. 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 I would agree with you on the. It's definitely ab- abused. Right. I still think there's a lot of people that are harvesting salmon that they need and they want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and they, they do enjoy the fish. They do... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they use it correctly. There's plenty yeah. of that out there. They're yeah. following regulations. They're doing it the right way. They're making sure that what yeah. they they only take what they need. Yeah. Um, but I can say, admittedly, I've been the guy that went out there. I don't want to say like a bad seed, but I was abusing the resource because I was harvesting more fish than I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. I was getting it because I had a limit and I could right. like get that limit, and I was gonna yeah. get. I was gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And then you pull your boat up on shore and you're. Your 55-gallon drums are full, and there's fish up to your knees in the boat, and you're like, oh, photo, bam, yeah. we caught all these fish. And it was pure misery cleaning and processing all that right. fish. Totally sucked. Took away from the fun. Mm-hmm. Spent two days dealing with all the fish after that. Hated every minute of that. Mm-hmm. Bought freezers that I didn't actually need because I felt like I needed to store them. Mm-hmm. Just to give them away when I could, but then only eat half the fish, and I meant force feeding. Yeah, I'm. I mean, you can only you can't eat salmon four days a week, five days a week. No, and I no, think I mean, on you that can note, if you have to, but yeah. I mean, I I was forcing it. Yeah, on that note, as a and, just a 
tip, like just know what your family is going to consume over the winter. Yeah. And just catch that. Like we know realistically in my house, we eat one filet a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we need, you know, 20 salmon to go through the winter. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, 10 silvers Mm -hmm. or 10 reds or whatever. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. And so from that, you know what I'm saying? You find out what you need and just get that. Like you you don't have to have 80 of them. No. Just to do what in spring. Like even right now, like now I still have like, I don't know. We didn't eat one every week. So I still have like eight or 10 left. And so Mm -hmm. this year I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just get less. And again, and that comes back to that's people are taking their limit because that's what they're being told they can take. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, yeah. you know, why, you know, why is fishing game maybe not bringing that down? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, it goes in line I, with a lot of things that we've mentioned lots of times on this podcast, like the kings and the clams and, mm-hmm. and the crab and all that stuff. Sure. You can go get a million of them, but then and at some look point, what happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Get shut down. Nobody gets to enjoy it anymore. And then it's just. Yeah. Like a yeah. It got to a point where you felt like, oh, this is too much. Like at some point, this is going to end. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep. And honestly, over the years, past those those times, which were ten plus years ago, now that I look back on it, there's still been record runs and and right. harvests and and things that I thought were going to die off a long time ago. But I still feel like at some point, it's like just too much. Yeah. yeah. Let's that, come right back for part, a break, yeah. and we'll oh, come yeah, back with. How's it. your trivia game? About to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ray's the Alaskan Outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Ray's has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. At Big Ray's, you'll find brands like Carhartt, Grundens, Darn Tough, FXD, Okiwear, and more. Big Ray's is your one-stop shop for both outdoor gear and rugged work attire. Check out their new exclusive line of durable but affordable waders inspired by and named after the majestic Aralik River in remote western Alaska. The Aralik wader was designed by Alaskans and proven for the diverse waters of the last frontier. Visit Big Ray's at any of their five locations statewide, two in Anchorage, two in Fairbanks, one in Kodiak, or check them out online at BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans turn disasters into new beginnings since 1972. Their 24-hour services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, and repairs. Tailored built its reputation with years of committed and reliable service to the community with innovative restoration and home remodeling. When you have an unexpected home issue at the most improbable time, Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Tailored Restoration has locations to serve you in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Give them a call at 907-344-1239 or make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and Overlander products. If you want to customize your vehicle, talk to the team at Total Truck where you'll find their expertise along with top brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Lining Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Want to turn your truck into a sleeping option? They have rooftop tents, custom camping equipment, electronics, and solar energy packages to keep you powered up deep in the backcountry. Stop by their store location on Dowling between the new and old Seward Highway or check them out at TotalTruckAK.com. 
www.thebrewingcrew.com. That's kind of a dick move there. All right. <laughs> Jack's trivia. God damn it, Jack. Ex- Miss oh boy. Explore Kenai. Yeah, hope good you, luck. Hope you're Dallas. Tight, hope you're I heard you grew tight. up in Kenai. Coming to the boat ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see that tram stamp. Boat number 69. <laughs> Let's go. I don't use boat ramps anymore. Oh, you boat got, launch. You got boat the. Fun. We're in a private sloop. Thanks to a good friend of ours. Yeah, we're in a private sloop. Yeah, there is no. Those are there, really cool, though. Oh my! God, you have no Damn. idea. You're talking about. I mean, I've gone on a dots, and that feels kind of like I was into the tune. No, no, private, we're, we're talking like they literally park there and they just walk right under my. My gear is on my boat. Get that music going, dog. Do you realize how easy it was Man. to um, when I'm when I had newborns? Like oh, that saved yeah. me like oh two God. extra hours of sleep having yeah. my boat in the water ready to go oh, like i could literally go i'm up all night right by roll out and just can walk right on my boat and oh, my nice. gear is ready to go like it was so Money. helpful so thankful for my Kay. friend <clears throat> there are four different types of fly fishing flies there's four main different types of flies <laughs> to fly fish now, with. you better crush this shit, oh, shit this what are they nymphs streamers damn cranked it up dry Oh, uh, flies, 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 uh, no stone flight, no indicators. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do we that's what we use on in Alaska. <laughs> oh, shit. you what got else? three, three, yeah, yeah. You got three. Dallas, so you said, Dallas, Dallas, streamers, the vein, dry, the vein in your forehead is bulging. Dry. I know, I'm this nervous. Is, this is dry. Is I'm starting to sweat on my first <laughs> one more. I got three, well, four, Help her out. we got four. Yeah. Flesh Don't ask me. Nymphs, nymphs, dry, and streamers. There's one more. Four. Yeah. Oh my god. Twice. <laughs> Those are the beers I'm giving you. Twice. Yeah, Did it go all over the computer? No. I wonder if th- that. Hold little, on, I gotta get something over here. I wonder if that little fridge is uh, maybe too cold or something. No. Mine are good. Well, no, because I pulled ciders out of there that did that. Can you give me a paper towel? Yeah, I got you. Jesus. Dude. Okay. All right, help us with the fourth. One. Okay. Um. I'll help you out too. Okay. Emergers. Emergers. What the? Emergers. What's, what's an emerger? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's someone with the beers coming out of that fridge because the ciders did that before too. Really? Yeah, and Jack was like, oh, there's too much uh, carbonation in those ones or something. Like there are faulty beers, but I don't think that's the problem. Emerger. Well, well I the we other never would have got that. I'll have to get the mop. Let me see. Emerger? Emerger. Emerger. Even. Okay. All right. Okay. That was sorry to distract it. Next question. Good. We'll start with Brandon this time. Yeah. Don't ask me that one. <laughs> Lifespan. I would have got nymph though. Ooh. Of a rainbow trout. Ooh, in that's years. A good question. In years. A lifespan of a rainbow trout in years. Lifespan. Do you know? What do you mean? Like just how long they live? Like what's yeah. the? Yeah. What? Like what is the life? Like what's the average life? Thirty years? Ab- like whoa! You're at, you're answering for me? Oh sorry. No no. I, my mine was forty three years. Wow. I was saying like, fuck. I was going way low. I don't know. It's like way 12. lower than that. Now that I think about it. But forty three. I'm gonna go with it. I'll go thirty. Thirty. Wow. Four to eleven. What? Oh, what man? Fuck. But I thought there was older ones. I thought so too. I thought there was old oh, old like gosh. gargantuan no ones. No way. No, I feel like Jack's been pretty on it. No, okay. no, no. He has. No. I was, I was just thinking more like 
the whole, and this is not the same, but you can have like lings and yellow eyes and halibut <laughs> that can be, you know, you know, freaking 70. Dang it. Right? Like old, old, old fish. Well, some fish can be old and some not, I guess. Hmm. Trout not. Trout Trout not. Trout not. Trout not. Okay, last question. For rainbows and steelhead, how many fertilized eggs are deposited in the red or nest? 250. Turn it up. A thousand. Yeah, it's probably 2,500. It's probably way higher. 200 to 8,000. Well, you guys are all right. Kill that trivia. Nice. It says 800. Like, ooh, we're all wieners. 200 to 8,000. What? What was that? I like that. 200 to 8,000. 200 to 8,000. Who's counting? Some are shooting shooting, shooting large. Yeah, man. These are bigger loads. They're smaller loads. You know what I mean? You know, come some, on now. Some, Don't some swim harder than others. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Um, okay. Man, I'm still stifled by the age of the trout. I thought some of them old, gnarly, bruiser fucking steelhead yeah. were like 30-year-old trout. God, or I just something. don't see it. I guess not. I, I guess just, not. Yeah. I thought so, we too. We need to upgrade to know. Fish yeah. biology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, What do you like to do when you're not fishing? Gosh, you mean before kids? Run track? When I had when I had flexibility. Yeah, um we like, were a lot of skiing. Okay. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, so you've gotten back into it slowly. Downhill or cross country? Downhill. Well, actually we do a little bit dabble in a little bit of both. Okay. Um yeah. downhill was definitely uh do you the, take the, the kids? main focus. Now we're getting them into it right now. Yeah, well yeah. that helps. We actually engage and get right, more into they it. They both right? have season passes ready for this yep. coming All year. Right, so because they there were like go. with the you know, the deal that Aliasco was having, it was like twenty bucks a kit or something like, well, I can't not yeah, you know, get a little they have their little card with their little picture on it. It's pretty yeah. cute. But a Blake's, you know, he's a uh, he's big into the um, the French fry, not so much the pizza. It's a lot of just straight shooting. Oh, gotcha. Uh, down the Spirit. down the slope, there you won't slow down and turning. That's yeah. out of the question too. We're just gonna straight that, line that this. Comes, that comes later. Okay, good because right now it's not looking so promising. I'm, <laughs> I think it'll be a lesson uh, for him this winter because again, you can't learn from a spouse. You can't really learn from your parents. He's just ignoring everything I said. Yeah. And please yeah. don't whatever you do, don't cut him. Don't cut them. Yeah, don't, don't, like, don't oh, give looks them like the cut. not for you, yeah. Blake. Yeah. 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 Better, just, better just step yeah. aside. Basketball's probably yeah, your right? thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing okay. Please don't cut him. Yeah, I'd like to keep him. Definitely I don't know if we can it. all recover and be an epic guide. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's What would you say is like the percentage of clients for your specific business or maybe in general um, that are from Alaska versus like outside Gosh, pretty small. Um, probably for us, like ten percent. And okay. I don't find that shocking, right? I mean, most no, people here, you know, one, you either know someone who's got a boat, yeah, you know, or you know, you already know how to do it yourself. So it's it's not that shocking that we've got a pretty small uh, return population for the in-staters, mostly out-of-staters. And it and like Emily said, there are people that are coming up, and fishing might not be their number one. Um, reason for coming to Alaska, right? They're just kind of dabbling in a bunch. So we're not getting a lot of hardcore um, guys that want to be a part of, you know, they're here just for fishing. And that does happen. But for us, 
being on the road system um, and being more affordable than Bristol Bay, right? You know, it's it's definitely mm. a more affordable option than, than heading, yeah, right. head, heading out west, right? Or or it's during part of a trip where you're already going to Homer. Exactly. Or you're making your transition through South Central. Right. So a lot of our clients are like, hey, you know, it's the I'm world famous through. it's the world famous Kenai River. Why wouldn't we stop through here? And try, you know, try our hand at one of these salmon or even, you know, if we can talk them into a trout, which is usually what I'm trying to do, right? That's what I love to do. So I'm trying to be mm. like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we could go after a king, but we probably won't catch one. But, you know, this trout fishery over here is pretty impressive. So, you know, don't you guys want to actually catch something, you know? And yeah. so yeah, definitely try to talk them into that, you know, but a lot of, Versus you know, the elbow to elbow. Yeah, the meat, the meat run is is what it is but it mm-hmm. um, you know what it to me it's a it's a not a bad thing to guide you know you are you teach them you put them out there and then you get to just kind of sit back and just relax and net some fish and it's um well, a it's, lot. Re- it's renewable i feel like the trout thing right. is like true yeah it's a recycling well, you have 11 thing. years and the, and the, right? yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the pressure you're number 11 for old betsy here <laughs> the pressure on the sake fishing isn't there right it's the fish are either there or they're not if yeah. they're not there we're yeah, not right. we're not going to catch them if, yeah. you know so it's not like oh what's your guide doing wrong your guide's not doing anything wrong their fishes aren't there versus yeah. the trout fishing right a lot more pressure it's like okay they're in mm-hmm. there we know they're in there you yeah. just have to know where to get them where what to use um and it's definitely a lot more work you're constantly retying um untangling messes you know so you're putting in a lot more work but i find it just a lot more rewarding and i know i was nervous when we started guiding it's like okay am i going to guide start doing this and not love to do it myself right like lose the passion and that yeah. hasn't been the case of anything gosh when you yeah. put someone on a, a nice bow or even just their first bow like you're enjoying that success and yeah. you're a part of it and it's it's just as much fun yeah. so that's cool. You, you haven't lost it? I have not I mean, lost it, it didn't no. To be fair, I don't have a 30-incher yet. So okay. our, my passion's going to be there mm. until yeah. at least yeah. until I get that. Yeah, like, and then I you're going to want another mic. one. Yeah, yeah, right. And then I'm going to want it. Well, how can I make this more difficult? Yeah. Then yeah. I got to go get it on a spade rod. Yeah. Right. Oh. Then I got to go get one without a hook. I mean, gosh, yeah. it's just endless. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> right? it is endless. So, you know, how can I make this more difficult, yeah. you know? So. Um, I have some more questions about just, like, the area that you grew up in as – you know, I feel like that's home to a lot of us that live in Anchorage, but obviously we go there and we stay and we come back right. where you guys are there all the time. Um, do you think that it would be beneficial to have more campgrounds between, say, Cooper Landing and Soldotna? Um, I mean, it's definitely an issue, but only like, what, two, three weeks out of the year, you know. Mm. Obviously, the Russian oh, goes through yeah. it, you know, during that first run. And yeah. then we are, we're currently going through it right now, like the sports center, the hockey yeah. rink down there, you know, is literally oh, a campground. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no like, you and know, like there, Fred, Fred Meyer's parking, Fred Meyer parking, like, you know, so, but besides that, then no. it's completely just normal, right? Like there's nothing, That's the true. hotels might be full. Phase. Yeah. It's just that quick phase during the, the two socket runs. So, and a lot of people probably just do day trips. Like they come Absolutely. there from other places, then they leave. Right. But. Yeah. So I guess it's hard for me to answer that because I'm there. I don't know how many people are not finding camp spots like for me our clients you know when they call that's the first thing i said like don't bother booking a trip with me until you figure out your lodging figure out your lodging and also figure out your saltwater charter because those things fill up a lot faster too because there's not as many of them out there as well so like figure out those two things first and then come to me once you figure out okay i'm doing halibut on this thursday because they're open so i can go fish with you on a wednesday when they're closed you know gotcha and make sure i have my lodging um squared away so, yeah, there's definitely a shortage for places to stay. Um, but, but just temporarily. But just I mean, temporarily. Yeah, I like, didn't think no. about that. Yeah, I like to, you know, people mm-hmm. that want to come target trout, like that's the best because it's September 
and they can stay cool. all in all the good great places. Yeah, they don't, all you the know. campgrounds are exactly. Open. So you know, they're like, they're, what's the negative? I'm like, well, it's a little colder. You know, right. oh, but, but the, besides but like that, beautiful fall, no. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a little chillier, yeah. but we can Speed. still oh. we can still go after these silvers that are going to put on a great display for you, yeah. and you, and then you can go after these trout. Rainbows you know? are just exactly. flesh fed. Oh, forged, huge, yeah, man. Exactly. Even these little ones, I tell them, like, you're catching these little 12 inches sometimes, and they're going to put on, you know, they're going to hit that thing hard. Oh, yeah, because they're little tanks. Yeah, they're just little yeah. tanks. I like the Fo- ones. It's football season. Right? Football, football right. season. Different kind of football yeah. season. Yeah. The ones, nice. we're, the ones uh, we're picking up now are skinny. You know, I picked up on my, like, you know, show the client, like, you know, hey, that guy, in, you know, another couple months is going to be another pound heavier. Like, he's yeah. going to put on he's some gonna weight. Be, yeah. He's going to be thick. Yeah. 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 Thicker than a sticker. Thick, thick, thick. Um, what's your thought on the uh, bypass? Mm-hmm. Ooh, um gosh i mean selfishly for us just driving up tanker just gonna be sweet right yeah um mm-hmm. i don't know what the residents of cooper landing feel about it right the business that they're going to lose the people that aren't going to stop like i guess i just think of it as like you know the route 66 you know when the highway came in down the states right like you see those stories about like the small towns being off the highway system and yeah. just dying I don't think that's going to necessarily happen to Cooper Landing because they're, yeah, no they're still going to be a draw, right? Well, the they're Russian's still, still there. Russian's still there. But does it pop out past the Russian? Uh, it's, it, it, yeah, goes it's in the bef- Russian. It goes in... Before. Uh, it goes in, like, right at right Cooper at Landing. Bridge. It goes and in the bridge, but where does it come back? When does it meet back up, though? Does it meet back up before the Russian? I think it's after the Russian. After? I do think it's after, too. I, right. always, I, mean, had it, I always had it dumping out. That'll like, always have a draw. I, I always had it like dumping it. out, like, right at the ski lack, right before the ski lack. Okay. Um, I think North so, ski lack. Gyms? Yeah. The gyms yes. One? Yeah, right okay. before gyms. Yep. Yeah. I guess it probably is. I don't is actually big, know where the bypass. Yeah, here we go. Dan's going to pull it up. The The tourists are probably still going to go there. So you're, you're probably right. It's probably going to be okay. Like, because they're still going to stop through there and want to yeah, get their fishing stuff. Wanna, yeah. But the us locals are going to just love it, right? You can just yeah. blast through. Go through there, not have to stop and do the 35. But, it, but if know? I do want to pop in there and go get right. a corn dog at Wildman's, you that I know it's there. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way it's past <laughs> the rush in there. Okay. Yep. Cool. That's where it dumps out. I have a question for you about Explore Kenai. Do you envision it expanding? Like, I know it's Explore Kenai, but say out of state say somewhere salty say explore something of that explore Mexico? something explore. like that <laughs> <laughs> um potentially definitely um talking about doing some some hosted trips with some other organizations um doing um because you got that. you got you got a little taste of the salt but i didn't did yes recently. just like just like emily um gosh why would we not want to go fly fishing where we can wear shorts and tank tops and bathing suits after like, fishing in December in yes. a jet boat where you have every layer on that oh, you can ever wear cold. ever just puffed out yeah. to go from that to fishing Absolute. in a fucking bikini. I, think, I forget which film fly fishing film tour it was that I went to at bear's tooth. And it was like, and then one of those videos came on in the salt, but I'm like, this is an option. We can go fish someplace for, you know, fly fish in warm weather and not wear eight layers. Like, so so yeah, since then we've um, Dustin and I both are kind of you know still very green at it, but cutting our teeth on it. Um, you know, bones in Hawaii. We just got back from Florida where we didn't get to tarpon fish because the weather blew us off. Um, did it a Belize trip for bones. Um, Dustin got a sure. permit. I didn't get one. Um, You've done the Louisiana red. Yep, thing. Louisiana reds, red Tex- fish, yeah. Texas reds. Like mm-hmm. we've done. Nice. So we were fish the Gulf area there. Belize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yep, already the said Belize, that. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're. Getting into it, yeah, we've yeah. we bought the gear, which is a whole nother like, oh gosh, yeah, really, 
Oh, you like that. This one is the most organized. Like I love oh, I going bet. to her house. Like everything is just as it should oh, be yeah. on display. <laughs> this up, gear's nice here. Feet. That weight's oh, there. Do you need waders? Do you need boots? Do you need a rod? Do you need a reel? Like just go into the shed and it's there. And I'm like, yes. And then my girl. The one we've been waiting for for what feels like forever now is Christmas Island. And right now it's January. It's happening. So we've been canceled twice due to COVID that was going on. Mm. Um, and they finally opened back up in May. So our next trip is headed over. Our next scheduled trip is January. So pretty That's back on. Days. That's back on. Oh my God. It's I back can't on. I can't this even. Is so, and it shouldn't be getting canceled. I mean, they're running trips over there right now. So I still have crazy. my oh. airfare yeah. from Caribbean. Yeah, Emily was supposed to be oh. with me on the first one. Yeah, that yeah. got canceled. What's your off season technically? Um, you know, for, for, so I know you're still booking all the time, so we're there still really booking is all the time. no off time. Yeah, we, off season, but. we have a pretty short season, especially compared to some of the other guides that are, you know, it's their only gig, so they're working their butts off from mm-hmm. May, through May through October. We're pretty much like July through the beginning of October. Um, so okay. pretty much anything from fall all the way. Cause with, you know, but with the little you, kids, but then you pleasure fish through December. Oh, oh with pleasure so what fish, are you talking like January? January? Oh, we're fishing January. Okay. Basically we're, we're fish, fishing until May. We're fish. Yeah. If we can. So the only thing that pretty much stops us or slows us down is, um, that Bing's landing when that ice shelf gets too far out. Oh, you and can't you, get the boats on and you're right. You can, so we take <laughs> the, yeah, we take the jet boat and we, we toss it off the trailer, right? Well, not toss it. Pretty yeah, much, we tossed it. We tossed it. Easy you slide, off. You slide it you off. Slide it off, and then you yeah. gotta, you know, depending on how drop big that drop is from the ice shelf into the river, right? Yeah. So it yeah. might be manageable. It might be a foot, and we can we can oh, muscle yeah, sure, it in, sure. or it might be five feet, and we're not we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, so, you pull up, and you're like, ah, oh, I guess we're not fishing. Exactly. So okay. pretty much when that slows down, we're, we've gotten lazy where we don't do the um, pulling the drift boat across the frozen lake as much as we used to. Mm. Maybe oh. younger before kids, and we had more yeah. day where you literally launch the drift boat and you walk it. Or like lake. a snow machine. Yeah, yeah. or if, yeah, if you can, if you know across. someone with a sled that will pull it across, that's money. Sometimes I just kind of lost over there until someone comes over that's so ice fishing. help me. Help me, someone mm. help pull my boat across. And <laughs> some kind of snow machine will pull up. And like, do you guys they need help? slide that well across the lake? Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, if it's fresh going, you just. If there's fresh snow on it, obviously not that's going to be sticky. Right, right. But, I mean, anytime it's glass or when just a little bit. wind blown and glazed yeah, over. Exactly. You can pull it over and, you know. Even when it starts to thaw out a little bit, it's like, well, if it starts cracking, we'll jump in the boat, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you're, the ice gonna crack, you're holding on to a boat. So yeah. Yeah, just I jump right in, you know? Yeah. So, like I said, we've gotten a little lazy and we don't do that as often anymore um, just because it takes more of the day. Plus, the takeout's a pain, too. You get to dots or bings and you got to, yeah, that's a you got to drag, it up, up. drag it up, get yeah. it winching on. Like, it just. So, yeah. we, dots is still. Still a thing, yeah. No, no, I know, but I meant like that late. It doesn't ice doesn't freeze out. Past oh, it, the it canal. does. That's what I mean. It's yeah, a, so you yeah, pull it up and drag it down. Keeping it back on the shelf, walking it over to dots. Yep, and then uh, just yep, come along and up on the trailer. There was then, one year the snow was. I think it had warmed up <coughs> enough during the day while we were out fishing that the snow was sticky enough that we got it up there. We could not. Dustin, I could oh. not. Could not get it to move. So we drove his Montero down. Onto that ice shelf, so across oh. that little you know creek that was frozen. Yeah. It was fro- it was frozen good. I know, but and then, still felt and weird then though, went, right? oh yeah, it, I've got pictures of them. Like, yeah, we drove the Montero down on there. I mean, <laughs> by Montero, I mean the fifteen hundred dollar beater <laughs> that was sure, like. Sure. So it was like still, if it sinks, still, still well. didn't want to lose it. But <laughs> it's a river beast. Yeah. yeah, it was a or a trout rig, right? So yeah, went down there and and wrenched it up from there. So like I said, those are. You really want to fish when you're doing stuff like that. You're putting in the hours oh, yeah. for one, a shot yeah. at one or two nice fish, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, I will say it's getting more popular out there. More and more people are out there figuring yeah. out the winter game. Yeah. Um, what so. about ice fishing? You know what? We don't get into that very often, if at all, really. It, Dustin used to do it a lot. Um, kids will early, love it. Right? And that's why we're talking about it more. It's just because it's something we can do with them in the wintertime that, you know, they're contained. They're good in ice fishing in the peninsula, too. Right? There is. Yeah. There um, is. Nilchik, uh, Swanson River, okay. Lake, Swanson Lake. Well, we've got Scout Lake. Area. You know? Scout, Scout yeah. Lake, yeah, yep. exactly. Our friend lives right on Scout Lake. Yeah, man, been out there cross yeah, she, and, and she's invited us to do too. it. We need to do it. It's so it's much definitely fun. It's like camping, mm-hmm. especially take the kids. Right, we yeah. love doing it. It's stuff. nice change up from what mm-hmm. you guys normally do. Oh, I bet. You know, I mean, different gear, different process. And you don't have to be as nervous, I guess, about like kids on the boat, life jackets, exactly. and all that stuff. Just throw them in their snowshoe mm-hmm. and let them run around. Right. Yeah. Actually, when you take kids ice fishing that young, it's funny. The last thing they actually want to do is fish. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Until I'm sure. there's yeah. the fish on, and then maybe yeah, it's kind yeah. of fun to well, reel they, for a second. Yeah, they catch one or two, and then they're, they're just playing in a the sled. Yeah, no, it's... Be, yeah. That's another thing is uh, last summer was the first year we let Blake go with us on a trout trip. We've done some... He's been out of some sake and some silvers, so, you know, a little bit more trout, you know, obviously a lot of hooks being flying in the air. And uh, hooked a, a small one, gave him my rod, let him reel it. it just, bas- you know, it was a small one, so just reeled it, and we net it yeah, for him. Yeah, feel it. Yeah, we didn't even let him touch it. We just kind of unhooked it and put it back in. Oh, my gosh, he lost his mind. We didn't even think to explain catch and release to him. To him, you know, oh, he, gets, he gets to keep oh. the socket, right? So to him, you know, fish come in the boat. We keep them. I didn't harvest. even think yeah, to. Yeah, it's a hard He just started bawling my fish, my fish. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got to explain catch and release to this yeah. three-year-old. Yeah, at least let him, like, <laughs> yeah. hold it and get right. his picture. He, he probably would have been like, ah. Yeah, he yeah, had. He's taking this thing. <laughs> it was like, wow, mom and dad fail right there. We totally just completely blew that. We're like, okay, we need to talk to him. So since just then. incredible high to a, just a. Yeah, so since then tank. we've been like, you know, every time we talk about going fishing, we're like, okay, do we keep the rainbow trout? Oh, we don't oh, keep we the rain. Them we put them back so they get bigger. You know, so we just kind Teach of them up. Yep, get them prepped and ready for for it. So he's excited for I think silver season sockeye mate with the high water is going to be tricky right now. But what if you know it's an eleven year old? What if I know it's an 11? and oh. it's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Throw him on the grill. That's Let, me, dinner. <laughs> Let me count the rings on its scales real quick. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I wonder if there is a way to count. Just straight money, right? On sockeye, there is. Yeah. On soccer, there's yeah. So like I was saying, when I, worked for, I, worked, I worked for Fish and Game, yeah, and we okay. literally I you one, were just joking. No, one of those things that uh, ram ring no, thing it's like a tree. Their scales have um, like oh. have rings on them, oh, just no like a tree. Shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't think it's I don't necessarily microscopic. Necessar- I don't think like it's necessarily like a ring for each year, but it's like it's like maybe one for the soccer. It's like one or two rings, so it could be yeah. for year because that's what they are. But yeah, one of my jobs was uh, I was on the catch and escapement crew for a couple summers when I was coming back from college. And basically what we do is where the sockeye wheels on the Kenai and it's scooping up the fish and putting it into live. Well, we'd go over there. You take the live fish out. You wrestle them down onto a board. You take a scale sample, measure the length, um, record the sex of it, and then put it back. And that scale is going back just literally to part of the data to tell them how Mm. old of it was, right? And that's also how you're getting your sockeye number too, right? So let's say in that fish well is 100 um, 100 fish, 70%. Uh, sockeye, you know, 20% pinks, and maybe 10% trout, dollies, whatever, right? And then they have their sonar count that's going. They can't tell you what species is crossing the sonar, right? So that's how they're getting their percentage. Like, okay, we had 50,000 fish come up that day, and, and the box was 70% sockeye. Gotcha. Oh, so okay. there's our okay. 70% of that, hmm. that 50,000 that came up, right? And that's gotcha. how you're getting your counts oh. is what those live wells are for. So it's kind of two-purpose, right? It's giving you, helping you determine the run while yeah. also getting 
collecting information on what's, what's, else, what's mixed out there. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how that's done. Yep. Yeah, cool. oh, okay. Uh, my last question is, how did you yeah. score the Pendleton sponsor? <laughs> hey <Hey-o>, question <laughs> yeah. of the hour. <laughs> yeah, Pendleton. Yeah, we look like NASCAR out there with all our logos on it now. <laughs> it's like, how many more logos can we add to our boat? Well, no, 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, was, it literally fell in our lap. Um, my husband knows, uh, to do some name dropping, Tara Sweeney um, from in Barrow, because really, he grew up in Barrow. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking her out fishing. She brings her daughter, Caitlin, with us, who works for a distributor here in Anchorage. And I think he was just bragging, you know, I'm, I'm an ambassador for Drift Waiters. And so he's like, yeah, one day, you know, Dallas has got Drift, but one day, you know, I'll, you know, I want to sponsor. I'll be like, Pendleton, you know, I'll have it wrapped on my boat. And he's just, you know, bullshitting with him after the trip. Caitlin kind of looks at him and she's like, well, I know the Pendleton guys. I can talk to them for you. And his, you know, mouth drops. Just yeah. super what? excited. What? And I think like two weeks later, we had them on the boat um with dustin and i put his my brother-in-law with him who's a big bs'er you know just yeah. all, anything <laughs> all could, the bs yeah. Yeah, all yeah. The just get everybody just who can get on there and shake some hands and really sell this oh, yeah. for us and yeah. they they ate it up and they loved him um and it, it literally is his favorite drink he loves pendleton yeah, so awesome. um worked out well they were great guys um been great to work with so far it's obviously a new sponsorship but uh so the cabinet's full. Yeah, always oh, have yeah. pendles. And yeah, lots I know we got. I got to look at the regs and see what like you know. Can I hand out shooters? Like yeah. what? Are, what's the policy on like how drunk Shoot it per fish? Yeah. yeah, how drunk do I want my clients to really get? Like right. how, how big of a tip do you want? Yeah, right. how safe is that? So yeah, no. that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it was just pure luck. Yeah, but that's badass. It it's definitely cool. a standout on the river. That's yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we know you got to get on a flight to get back yep. uh, any last mm-hmm. questions emily uh, i'll just e? call her i'll just ask her on the way to the airport <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> um i did have a quick i had a guiding question okay um so i wanted you to describe real quick before okay. we run a uh, half day full day yep and how does that work uh I, I i have an idea how it works i'm just saying as far as like when you're selling a package to right. somebody because that can be a a pretty critical factor when you have such a time constraint on yeah. a trip when you're here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, you know, obviously the fisheries that need the full day for sure, right? Okay. The trout fishing, you want to be mm-hmm. out there for that, for that full eight, uh, okay. um, eight hours. You're trying to track down a big one. The king fishing for sure. When oh, we, sure. when we were open for that, when you need, you need yeah, eight yeah. hours. Silver fishing, obviously when it's good, you don't need the eight hours. So, oh, so just, is that the half and full? It's eight hours. The yeah, full? eight to four, you know, and, oh, okay. and some it's, it varies per guide, but that's kind of what we do. Um, the sockeye fishing is where it gets tricky. Cause people be like, well, what if we limit in, you know, two hours? Like, why do I need eight hours? So it's just one of those things like, well, I can't mm. guarantee when the fish are pushing through sure, like today. Sure. I wasn't on the river today, but I heard that today was a little bit slower. It took longer for them to get their limits today. So it's kind of one of those things like you're going to pay extra to get that full day, but you're almost, you're just giving your shot that, that you're that opportunity get, mm-hmm. to get them versus yeah. you might not get them in four hours and you're going to go home. You're going to go home Is short. the limb three right now? Three right now. So okay. yeah, not right now. The numbers we're seeing coming up this last couple of days, 
chances are you're going to get them in the four hours, but you just never know, right? So, okay. so you just kind of explain that to the clients, and most of them are yeah. they're going to pay for that full day. They're going to want the shot at getting yeah, all their fish, right? Much more, no, I mean it again. It varies per guide. For, for us, yeah. it's like I think fifty bucks yeah. or something, you know. So it's not that big. Oh, that's it. That's yeah, all yeah it double changes. the time for that's what yeah. Because I mean, at that point, well, you're, I feel like for the experience, I mean, you might as well just lock it in for the day, man. Right. I mean, at that point, you know, as guides, you know, we've already got the gear together. We've already got the boat out there. We're already dressed and waited up. So adding in an extra four hours is let's do it. You know, something that we need to charge another arm and a leg for. Gotcha. You know, you're already okay. paying enough the way it is. So just sure, tacking on a little bit. Cleaning a few more fish. and Exactly. Yeah. Well, cleaning more fish when it goes up to six. That's when it becomes. Mm. So same thing. It kind of goes in reverse, right? Like we might be getting done early when it's three, you know, but all of a sudden it goes up to six and we're, and we don't know when that's going to happen. So we're still getting paid the same, but we're doing twice as much work yeah. and out for yeah. twice as much time. So, you know, right. it kind of. Um, just kind of goes back for so you kind of make up for it later on in the season when yeah. that never happens. So that was more of a question for anybody listening that just like, thinking about coming up and mm-hmm. wanting to get sockeye or yeah. You know, obviously, kings are pretty tough to come by these days. Like right. the Kasilov, were you were you guys guiding the Kasilov? No, not anymore. Like I said, okay. I did my first year when I was working. I know for this board. year was still open though. Yeah, so. for for native fish or uh, uh ooh, hatchery, not native right? hatchery. Yeah. hatchery hatchery fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was hatchery okay. only. What well, did it how get? Did, how do they? Do they have them marked? Yeah, they they uh that back they, they cut clip the, they clip the, the fin. Dorsal. So yeah, so if they don't mm-hmm. have one, then you're good to go. Okay, so, yeah. on that little tail fin, yeah, that little adipose, adipose, adipose fin. Yeah. Okay, um, was it hit hard, guide wise? The Kasilov? Yeah. Oh yeah. When the oh, key with the Kenai being closed, oh mm-hmm. yeah, everybody, and oh. even even still until these last few days when the sockeye started coming into the Kenai, everybody was on the Kasilov because Kasilov was doing well um, for sockeye. So okay. it, because those guides. That normally would be doing kings on the Kenai couldn't. Mm-hmm. They've got to make their their money elsewhere. Sure, so other species sure. are going to be affected when a king closure happens. Yeah, that's more guides going after trout and the other species yep. as well. So definitely stuff. something to look at. You know, someone you know like myself who loves trout. Like, how what can we do to make sure this trout fishery isn't affected um, mm. when those king closures happen and all those other people switch to going after trout? Potentially people that don't respect that fishery <coughs> as much as we would like them to. Yeah. Um, you know, that aren't as custom to keeping the fish wet and using hook releasers and those type of yeah. um, tactics to keep those fish safe. Um, so it's definitely a concern that yeah, a lot of, a lot of trout guys. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're you know, bait casters for, you know, kings and sure, silver. Sure. So yeah. yeah, harvest. Yeah. Exactly. They're mm-hmm. harvest guides. So it's definitely something that education-wise needs to, and fishing game needs to look at too, knowing that, hey, we're closing kings, which is good, right? Let's let's let that fishery sure, bounce. Sure. But let's make sure it's not going to have a neg- negative impact on the other fisheries. On the other yeah, species. Yeah, good point. Good mm-hmm. point. Uh, Dallas, yeah. thanks for coming in. Thanks Absolutely. for flying in and talking yeah, with work. us. Yeah, thank you. Um, at guiding the Kenai on Instagram, also explorekenai.net. Um, if you're looking for more information, um, check out Dallas and her business that she has going on out check there. It. Get check, your bo- it, get check, your, it, check it. Get you booked it. up. Yep. Beyond just Kenai yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, anything. You guys, you will you guys do a winner one? <laughs> uh, typically not. Most people aren't crazy enough to come join us. So, I am. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. She probably yeah. would, but if you guys want okay. to, though, there are there are some guides out there that do do it. But and if she oh, wants, she knows who, somebody and, that will. And who wants to join in this? And we have a sixteen foot John boat that is not. Oh, no. it's not. It's yeah. questionable. So yeah. it's hard to sell a seat in that. Is it riveted? It is riveted. Tom, yeah. I'm in. 
you're in. If you need me to get that self bailing pump going, I'll I be absolutely your guy. do because it. Leaks. I know all about leaky John. It does have a it does have a pump, but man, it uh it still leaks all the time. Oh, but man. It gets the job done. It ain't a real jumbo. It ain't leaking with rivets. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to all the sponsors. Um, go check them out. Support them. That's supporting us. Uh, AlaskaWildProject.com. If you're looking to buy any more hoodies and hats and stuff like that, we do have some stuff. By the time the show goes out. Um, we should be restocked on a lot of that stuff. Um, thank you for the support. Leave us an Apple review if you haven't yet on the podcast. Follow us on the YouTube. Um, and check out Dallas again at Guiding the Kenai and ExploreKenai.net. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Alaska. Thank you for work. listening. As thank always, you say well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. I'm a snake. I was thinking you say I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious? When you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need, tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of aerobic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge, can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop-and-tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. 
the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Do it.